Hello and welcome everybody to episode 8 of Large Refuge. I am William Boyles. I am the storyteller tonight as we enter into the precinct of Hollis. Tonight we have uh, Crete being played by Phil. Yo. We have Crawl being played by Eric. Hello. We have Fio being played by Jenna. Hey. And we have this brownie smelling guy over here being played by Blake. Yes, the brownie smelling fairy. And that's me. All right. Uh, so as we ended last week, you guys have been talking with Beyond Doc at his office and talking with him a little bit about tr trying to figure out what is going on with the recent disappearance of Heru Sulta. You guys had a little bit of a flashback of being able to see him a the night prior in the bazaar, talking with a Goliath man that uh, you didn't really get a good look at because of the lighting. Uh, and when you had talked with Beyond you were speaking with him about the possibility of turning on Balak Mordrin and kind of taking over his empire. Uh, after some very good roles by Crawl, you guys piqued his interest enough that he got up from his desk, walked over to the door, and opened it up. And as it opened up, he saw that no longer was the wheel precinct uh, outside of the door, but instead it was this beautifully crafted precinct called Hollis. Hollis is probably about 900 miles away from where you guys had been, and it is very close to the center of what is considered the, the, the center of all of the precincts, uh, actually just adjacent to the Grand Arena itself. This is a very very fancy, high-class place, as you can see when you're initially looking outside. The scent in the air itself, as you guys walk out of this office and into the precinct, has a very sweet floral flavor, or floral scent that is just kind of wafting through the air that kind of almost immediately hits you. The air is fresh. There is not that lingering stench of the cheeses that are being made or the, the work that is going on at the farms that you're used to being able to smell. As you look around, people here are all dressed in very nice finery, which almost immediately makes a few of you feel underdressed even just walking around in the streets. Where you are located currently is in what is called the Centralia District, Centralian District, and right around you, the stone, the stones that are actually in place for the road all look as if they have been made of a polished marble. The buildings themselves around you, unlike the buildings where you come from, which are a lot of wood and brick and stone buildings, these look like they have been intricately carved, almost if you think of like Roman architecture and how everything has been put together. It all looks incredibly fancy, almost as if you're within like a... a um, castle and, and the interior of it is just you know significantly nicer everywhere that you look each of the buildings if it was standing in the precinct would likely be the fanciest building in the precinct and you were just kind of in the middle of what appears to be 
a very heavily frequented uh, trade district. You see that there are carts that are moving to and fro at different intersections. There appear to be guards that are standing by who are waving different carts through and moving them through. People are walking on actual raised sidewalks that have been created next to the roads that are here. And everywhere that you look, you do not see any like open grass or greenery. Everything has been paved over or turned into a building. Uh, you hear a, a very quiet hustle and bustle as these people move about because there's not a lot of talking going on between people as they move from place to place where they're going outside of talking with the people in their groups. There do not appear to be any open air markets. You don't see anything like a, just a stand of people selling anything. This is very different from where you came from. As Beyond Doc initially starts to walk out of it, he turns around and he looks to the party and he goes, so uh, look, I, like I said, I have reservations for us to go eat at a place. Uh, they're probably not going to be ready for about an hour. So if you guys want to wander around a little bit first, you can, or we can just, you know, head over there and, and see if they can slide, slide us in early. This, um, I must say, Hollis has come a long way. I think I was here 10 years ago and it looked nothing like this. Yeah, Wait, uh, you were here 10 years ago as well? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for, for you and for Fio, uh, the two of you would immediately notice that all of this looks very different from the last time that you were here. The last time you guys were here, this place looked a lot like what the wheel does now with how the buildings are built up, how the, how everything was kind of laid out around the arena. Um, you know, you guys are in something that is actually called the Centralian district. And from where you guys are right now, you can't see an arena anywhere. You were here 10 years ago too. Yeah. We used to live here. Oh, is this where you got your start beyond doc? <laughs> took it over from dad this is his uh, office when everything went down and uh, she took off oh wow well clearly you've done well yeah Don't. you know I, I make I make a few good investments here and there if you ever had need uh, any advice on how to, to make some money I am probably the guy to talk to uh, we used to actually be when when the city was where it used to be located, uh, you know, over there in in High Hill, but that doesn't exist anymore. So, what what happened to that place? Oh, uh, you know, new arena master took over, decided the city would be better here, and uh, everything just kind of got moved, and we've rebuilt everything kind of from the ground up. Oh, all right. Well, impressive. All right, so uh, we done with catching up about old times. Are we going? You guys wandering around? What's going on here? Um, where, where, where are we in like relation to where we were? Oh, uh, like if you had to walk back, uh, fly I, yes. in your get in your little wings, I guess. Uh, cool. it's it's a ways, about nine hundred miles ish. Oh, 
Wait, does do your offices span like everywhere? Or is this, it just these two locations? This door can open yeah. to any of our Orzov locations that have a similar door installed. Wow. We're pretty connected. That's impressive. Literally. <laughs> How high up do you have to get in the Orzov guild to be able to use those doors? Uh, kind of a when-can-you-afford-it kind of question, if you understand what I'm saying. Orzov is a lot less about what your rank is and more about how much power you've got with money. Gotcha. Well, what do you say, all? Do you want to walk around, or do you want to just head to the thing? Well, I mean... I've never been here before. I mean, this is like, this is, this is nice. But uh, we're not really dressed for it. Here, here, hold on, hold on. Uh, that's a good, it's a good point. I would not want to bring people looking like you guys right now to the place that we're going for dinner. So why don't Fio, you take your friends, go down. Uh, if you guys head over to Old Hollis, uh, oh. Oh, you're not going to know what those Hollis is. Hold on. Uh, hey, hey, you. You see, he points over to a guy who's just kind of walking down the street, and he goes, how long you been here? Uh, 16 years and four days, sir. Ah, yeah, yeah. 22 years, bud. You got a map? Yes. Give them your map. Okay. And he pulls out a map, and he kind of hands it over to you, Trill. And as he hands it over to you, I'm going to move you guys onto a map. Uh, you can see here on in the map that uh, that he gives you, it does not look to be a very good map. Uh, the guy that he took it from, while he was dressed very well, you can tell that like as he's handing you the map, you can tell he's, his fingers are, are worn down and have blisters. He has all of those signs of somebody who works in a, a trade, but he looks like he's like dressed up well and like trying to present himself well. Um, and this is probably like the best map that this dude could afford. Um, it looks very fuzzy. And the reason that it looks very fuzzy as you're taking a look at the map itself, it looks like the map has been erased a lot of times and redrawn on top of itself. Like, repeatedly, almost everywhere. Um, the, um, did you, did you make this yourself? Oh, yeah, we, uh, you know, if you want to be able to get around, you need to sometimes know where you're going, and with the new buildings happening, and people losing buildings, and things being demolished, and the buildings being rebuilt up, like, it's it's hard to just buy a solid map. You just kind of kind of keep making adjustments as you go. How 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 often do things change? Oh, very very frequently. Huh. Um. Thank thank you. How how much for the map? Oh, he looks at Beyond Duck. No no charge at all. Of course. Oh, well, thank you, sir. And you see that that guy very quickly starts scuttling away from you guys. Yeah, everyone's so nice here. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, so Fio, you used to live here? Yep. Why would you ever want to leave? I mean, look at this. Well, look at these lights. I mean, it's sidewalks. Yeah, They're shush. not really useful for me. Oh. Beyond, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now you have a map. Uh, let me see it here. Okay, so... Yeah, if you look right here, and he's going to go ahead and he's going to take, quickly make a mark on your map. And you are going to see that he marks down which section of the map is considered Old Hollis. He says, yeah, go down here into Old Hollis. When you get there, there's going to be a guy. He, he's going to be at the counter. When you walk in, uh, there's going to be a guy who's going to like talk to you, you know, make sure you don't got any weapons and nothing on you when you're going to get ready to go in. But uh, when you get back there, you ask for Vincenzo. Okay, Vincenzo ha handles all my personal accounts. You guys get some clothes. It'll be on my account. Don't worry about it. But uh, you make sure that they're up to snuff. Okay, Fio? Okay. And uh, be careful around here. You are outsiders. Uh, right now, you are here under my protection. So if anything does come up, uh, make sure that you name drop me if any of the uh, wards get involved. Thank you. Uh, before you go, are there any specific laws or rules for this district that we should know about? Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys are uh, not from around here. Um, so the current arena master here has implemented a rule to cut down on the amount of uh, infighting around here based on for people who are from here. Uh, the longer you've lived here, the more seniority you've got. And if somebody has more seniority than you and they, they challenge you, they just win. Huh. So there's not as many fights around here. It's a lot easier. Now, when people from outside come in, then it's a, like, who are they here with? Then you got to figure out what's going on. And then it all gets, like, settled out. So that's oh, why no. we can name drop you. That is why you should name drop me. Wait, um, so if, if we challenge people and just name drop you, <clears throat> do they automatically have to give us things? As long as they've been here less than me, kid. As long <laughs> as I got enough money. Oh wow! Don't go crazy, but uh, oh no, I was I yeah. was not going to uh, go crazy. Um, you also want to tell us where we're having dinner? Oh, um, <laughs> you're gonna like this, kid. So you remember that little dragonborn place that used to make those delicious sandwiches that was down the street from the house when Dad moved us here? Yeah, I bought the chain. And oh. uh, the headquarters is actually located here over in uh, the Mudslingers village area. Uh, you know, uh, the people who aren't as affluent, we would say, tend to live over there. And uh, here, I'll, I'll mark it down on your map, too. And you see that he labels an area as Mudslingers. And uh, he does put two little marks on the map for you guys to show you where each of the locations that you should be going exists. To be clear, Mudslingers, not Mudslingers? Correct. Muds, <laughs> M-U-D apostrophe S, Lingers, L-I-N-G-E-R-S. Was that like a misspelling or is it just coincidence? Uh, actually, there was an argument about the mispronunciation that some dude was completely wrong on, but uh, he was stronger than the guy he got in the fight, and it became official, and we just kind of left it that way, because it's kind of funny. 
Needless to say, don't get drunk in a bar when there's a Goliath guy sitting across the bar from you trying to say he's going to drink, drink for drink. Isn't that right, big boy? And he taps Creed on the abs. That is right. He can drink. Afraid of your sister. So can she. Uh, anything else you want from me? But like, like I said, you, we got about an hour until we got to be uh, to where we're going to be going. I, I, I'm good. You know, just mm-hmm. sitting here, kind of feeling naked in these old rags. You know, kind of <laughs> wanting to get to that store. Maybe, uh, you know, do some shopping. He's going to grab the map real quick, and he's going to mark down some other things on it. And by the time you're done, he's kind of drawn some circles around areas to kind of show you what that would apply to. So you kind of have like an idea of what each of these little districts would all fall under. Um, And he introduces the the Guild Alley, Envoy's Vigil, the Halls of Quartum, the Academy of the Divine, the Academy of the Mystical, the Library of the Records, and where the Arena of Hollis is, which is actually located to the southeast of the city proper. You do notice that there is one part of the map that he does not mark down, and he actually goes to like where the little legend is on the side of the map, and he scratches it out. Um, I'm sure I'm not supposed to ask, but what what is that? Ah, yeah, um, Arena Master's Tower. Uh, don't go there. I won't list it on the map. There's nothing on the map to draw you there. Just stay away from it. Wow, sounds like a tough guy. Do you, do you know him? Or uh, I am sure you. I have not personally met with this guy, Ooh. mostly because to meet with him is a hundred thousand gold charge for five minutes of his time. Wow. Walking on the grounds of his tower costs 25 grand as an entry fee, and they don't tell you that until you try and leave. Hmm. This really is a rough district. Let's not go there. Yeah. Are there any other charges we should be aware of before we start walking places? Yeah, most places you should be good. Stick to where I told you, everything should be gravy. Uh, and <laughs> Mountain Inferno. Our arenas are a little bit different than yours, so think twice, maybe, before you go picking fights. I mean, how much trouble can we get to in an hour? I have met you, Fio. I grew up with you. I remember when you set my hair on actual fire. I'm a fire genasi. Do you realize how difficult that was? Well, I mean, you did it, so like, it was of rather you know impressive. how difficult it was. Okay, okay, anyway, anyway, you guys are going to head down, you're going to look for the place, uh, it's a tailoring shop. Uh, when you see it, file, you'll recognize it, don't worry. Okay, I think we're good. All right, uh, I will see you guys over in Mudslingers in like an hour. If I, 
I'll hear from you. I'll assume that you decided that we're not trying to make this play. Oh, we'll be there. He turns and he begins to walk off. Almost as soon as he begins walking off, you guys can see that uh, a couple of people who were standing nearby, um, not eavesdropping, not doing anything else, just sitting there chatting amongst each other, see him, and they get up from their t- from uh, a table at a small cafe and walk over to greet him. And the, the three of them all start kind of walking uh, to-, to the east towards the Mudslinger area. All right. I mean, Fio, you want to uh, guide us through getting some new clothes? Yeah. Is he out of sight yet? He is. Well, he, yes, he's approaching out of sight. You can definitely wait until he's gone to say something, though. Oh, wait till he's gone. Yep, he's gone now. Okay. And for the record trail, the reason uh, I left is because my family was in ruin. Oh. Okay? Yeah. No, no, Remember no. Remember the I... whole situation? Of my brother taking over my father's debt and making him a slave. Yeah. That's why I left. So uh, don't be enamored with all of this shine. This covers so- up the shit underneath. Uh, okay. Now let's go bleed this bastard dry with some fancy clothes. Woo! Shopping! All right, so you guys have the map out. Uh, who is Who has the map and who is kind of leading the way? Well, I had I had the map. I don't have to be the one who holds it. Um, I'll lead. I have the map. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Fio's probably more familiar with the area. Uh, Fio, as soon as you begin walking, you realize you have no familiarity with this area at all. Uh, so based on having the map and having uh, Trill trying to guide you, Trill, I would like you to roll me a charisma roll to be able to, or no, not not charisma, I'm sorry, an intelligence saving throw to be able to, to kind of interpret this map. And Fio, I'd like you to make a survival roll to actually follow what he's telling you. Um, uh, is intelligence check? Yep, just an intelligence check. All right. 11. You you read the map well enough to guide on the main streets. You're it's not quite a good enough reading because of how it's fuzzy for you to really be able to pick up where any of like the alleys are to try and like help you guys take any shortcuts or anything like that. But you're able to describe to her all of the main roads. Is that a is that a road or is that like a I think that's a coffee stain. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, there's supposed to be an alley here. I don't see an alley here. I think this is just a and this guy using this as a napkin? Okay, and my survival roll was an 18. All right. Uh, yeah, you take what he's telling you, and you guide everybody very quickly through the Centralian district. Um, as you guys are walking through, are you guys keeping your head on a swivel looking for anything in particular? Tell me tell me what you guys are doing as you're walking along towards Old Hollis. Um, Trill is not looking at any body. He's mostly looking up. He's looking at the lights, the you know, giant buildings, the, you know, spectacle of it all. And, uh, and then occasionally, obviously, looking at the map whenever Fio's like, all right, where are we going next? Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's not very observant. He's kind of dazzled. Grawl is trying to look at everything and specifically trying to notice 
trying to see if you can notice any like guild that he's familiar with, like ambassadors type guild or something. When you're looking around in this area, go ahead and roll me a perception real quick. Oh, did my bird come with? I you told me that he was outside. He was definitely outside. So then probably he did not. not come with. He okay. is currently still waiting for you without a mental connection to you. All right. Shale too, unfortunately. Yeah, he'll be all right. Sixteen perception. You notice when you're looking around that this Orzov guild building that you just walked out of seems to be the only guild building in this area, and it is not even listed as an Orzov building when you like turn around to look where you came out of. Um, when you went, went into this thing on the other side, it was a Orzov warehouse building in the, the wheel. Stepping out of it, it looks like you are stepping out of a small office building inside of the Centralian area. Uh, it does not look like a warehouse at all. And from the outside, like looking in through the, the open door behind you, you see the office that you're very used to being there. And then what normally is the door that goes off to the side, uh, if you peek your head back in and look, there's actually a set of stairs that is going up and into what it would be like the second floor of this building. Okay. So Fire kind of having a, like a sense of like how she should be in this area, despite not having necessarily the clothes, she's going to like exude that attitude of casual confidence. So she's got her like hands in her pockets and she's kind of like slowly, coolly owning the street as she's walking down and also kind of keeping an eye out for People coming by, but also making sure the rest of her group actually stays together and doesn't get distracted by shiny things and wander off. Ooh, shiny. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> she'll kind of, like, turn back and just be put like, Put a rope on him. Like, come on, focus. Yeah, Crete's going to be bringing up the rear of the group, kind of keeping an eye, you know, basically positioning himself so he can keep an eye on everybody at the same time. Uh, and just generally make sure there aren't any folks getting too close to us, uh, in terms of like a group. He's not going to like try to scare anybody off or like steer anybody away, but, uh, he's definitely like keeping a close eye on the environment being that this is a town he's not very familiar with. His expectation is that things can get weird super fast. Understood. Understood. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a perception as well while you're standing at the back of the pack and just kind of keeping an eye out. And because this is based on eyes and you have very specialized, uh, roll it with advantage. And then I'll tell you what your very specialized are telling you about this place. My specialized. 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 Uh, 17. So your specialized, as you look about this place, you see, whereas everyone else is looking around and seeing like the fantastic sculptures and, and architecture of this place, the great clothing that people are wearing, what your special eyes are drawn to is the fact that everything that you can see all looks like it is perfectly in place. 
like if you were painting something there it is an almost to an extent that is insane a zero amount of negative space when you look around like anywhere where there could be somewhere that you could fill in a new building or something like that it has been added in where it needs to be and everything just looks picturesque like you feel like you're standing in a city someone painted so like the golden ratio is everywhere everywhere in the clothes that people are wearing in the placement of the buildings in the like you see that there's the the guys that i described previously who are standing in the center of the intersections guiding people they've got little emblems on cloaks that they're wearing the emblem is perfect like it is all just right and like you can tell from looking at like the cloak that the guy is wearing to like the building that is behind him there's like seamless color blend in like banners that are then hanging on that building this is like to create probably a very almost awe inducing sort of experience like something on this scale this grand scale of something like this uh is kind of intense for him to some degree but there are aspects like the concept of this being something that exists in the world is also somewhat horrifying to them he is like he's caught between being like it's somebody obviously has done something to make this happen how they had done that how or why they can do that are things that he's not he's trying not to think too hard about right now trying to avoid that uncanny valley yeah it's like some kind of ai art generated town what is this um, quite great. So you guys continue moving through. Fio at the head of the group. You notice that as you're walking through, like groups of people who are walking the opposite way on the sidewalk, perhaps people all give you deference. They will stop what they're doing, kind of stand to the side and let you pass. And then after they've seen that Creed has passed, they'll continue moving on their way again. You guys think, do, stopping or doing anything else as you're walking through the Centralian district on the until you hit Old Hollis. That's going to be kind of the, the next point where something is going to happen. Why are they giving us deference like this? What do you think? I mean, how could they already all know that we're with Beyond Dock at this point? How's that possible? Unless they're just scared of Crete. He is pretty intimidating. Reasons. Are there a lot of Goliath here in this town? Uh, roll me an insight. No, oh, me. All right. I was just going to ask the team. I have zero insight. Let's see how little insight I have. 11. Not terrible. Trill, you're pretty sure that everywhere you've been in this town so far, there's been a Goliath. Wow. Crete, you realize that that Goliath has been just you. 
Uh, it is <laughs> it is primarily humans and elves that live in this city. You have not seen a lot of other races outside of seeing uh, uh, Beyond Doc and Fio. Either it's a family resemblance or we are strangers to a city that's not used to having strangers. So we're an unknown. They're hmm. scared of the fire lady, or they're just scared of all of us. Possible. Either way, use it. All right, you guys continue making your way through the Centralian district, and as you start to approach to on, on where on the map it says that the border should be with Old Hollis, you see that the ground below you maintains the same very fanciful master craftsman level of work, but goes from that polished marble into what appears to be into what appears to be a red brick that looks like it is very intricately laid. And these are just the size of regular bricks, um, but it maintains the same size of the previous road. Um, as you get into Old Hollis, almost immediately for both Fio and Crawl, you guys start seeing landmarks you recognize. Buildings that existed in the previous city that have been transplanted and moved to this new location. And parts of Old, where Hollis used to be now we still exists in this area of old Hollis. As you guys are beginning to walk into the area, one of those guys who'd been kind of standing at an intersection uh, pulls up hands to the, the carts that are coming from the various directions to stop all of them and looks at your group and says, you have business in old Hollis. Yeah. Um, do you have passes? Do we have passes? No. I see outsiders traveling. I will need yes. you to report to a nearby warden hall to obtain passes if you seek to enter Old Hollis. And he motions behind where you guys are standing to what appears to be kind of a corner building uh, that has some steps that lead up to it. Uh, some very fanciful light work done. Um, the very ornately made torch holders that are that are holding some ever-burning torches um and right above it you see that, that there's hanging down that same emblem that has been on all of these guys backs do we really have to do that i mean we here on the the behest of beyond dark salter uh roll me an insight anybody who wants to it is based on vision creed I got an 18. Oh, I got a four. I got a 17. Uh, 18 and 17. Both of you see his back stiffen up at that name a little bit. With a four, uh, crawl. I would like you to tell me what is distracting you right now. That there's a reason that you did not see this. I I am going out on a limb here, but I'm assuming there's not much wildlife in this town. No. That 
my character just realized that, and he is very off-put. Got it. Got it. So you're you're like looking around right now, looking for like where is there a tree where I can find right. something, or even like a bird tweeting, like nothing. Yeah, there is none. There is no wildlife. There's no like planter boxes even. Uh, so you're distracted by that. You guys see that the the, the guard's back stiffens up a little bit, and he goes, <clears throat> "Yes." Um, if you will inform that to the gentleman who's inside, I'm sure he will expedite the paperwork and you guys will be on your way within minutes. Fair enough. And Fire would just kind of like give him a once over up and down. Uh, you see that the guy is probably in his 30s, uh, human, uh, maybe some elven heritage, but probably a long time ago if it existed in his family. Um, looks to be wearing the same garb that you've seen on a lot of these guys. Um, it seems that the color that they're wearing is dependent on kind of which intersections they're standing in or maybe what job they're doing. Like this guy actually is stopping people to ask for passes where other people are just flagging people through. Um, he appears to have a uh, scimitar down on his side. He appears to have a uh, glaive that is kind of across his back. And you see that nearby on the, the ground to, to where he is standing kind of in the center of this thing, there appears to be a very strange looking box that has a, a from this distance, all you can see is a rune etched on the top of it. Okay, then. Let's go check in. She'll signal for the group to turn around and go to the office. After you, Fio. So you guys head up the staircase. Uh, it is a staircase that is kind of kind of like has that same feeling of like when you're walking up to a courthouse or something like that like it's a little bit more grandiose than uh than some of the other entrances to buildings you've seen around here as you guys walk in there is a small area that's probably about five feet deep ten feet wide that you can walk into where there is a desk and then next to the desk, there's kind of a wall that has a door on it uh, that is closed and from, you would guess at least, probably locked. Um, and the person who's sitting behind the desk is another guard. This guy is an elven gentleman. Uh, hard to guess age with an elven guy, but it looks like he's an adult. Uh, and he's just kind of sitting behind there, uh, pushes his, his glasses kind of up his nose as he's looking down at his paperwork. And he sees you guys coming up and he goes, uh, oh. Well, I'll be. Um, Lady Fio, wonderful to see you. Hello. Hmm. You recognize me after all this time? Oh, well, I, I see you every almost every day on my way here from home, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. She what? wants to roll an inside check because she's like, <laughs> what? All right, go ahead. Please, I love it when you guys ask to roll things. 22. Uh, this guy sees you every day when he is walking to and from home to work. He is not lying at all when he says this to you. 
Maybe, <clears throat> maybe there's a statue of you, Fio. Statue? Wait, Fio, you have a statue? Not that I know of. So where do you live? Oh, uh, you know, over in, in Old Hollis, my uh, my house got luckily moved in the the transition. It was uh, a good thing for me, you know. And uh, yeah, so how can uh, how can this old guy help you today? Oh well, uh, we actually need some passes to get into Old Hollis. Actually, uh, my brother's sending us down there to get some clothes. Oh, oh, he's. <laughs> of course, you would get clothes from that. That makes perfect sense that you would get clothes. Of course, let me let me get some paperwork together here. Um, do you have um, the names of the people who will be using the passes? Yeah, these guys here. So, do we need full names? Uh, whatever they wish to be. Normally, we need like full names and a whole bunch of information. But uh, of course, we understand that you know. Sometimes the secrecy needs to be involved in mm-hmm. things your family does. Um, yeah, no, but no, um, just whatever I should call them on the paperwork to, for them to be able to go through passes and whatnot. She's going to turn to the group. Any preferences on what we put down? And crawl for me. Crawl? Okay, I'll write that down here. Uh, true. A- A- A-U-L. Oh, oh, you see scratches something out. A-U-L, okay. Uh, it's Trill. Uh, Trill, 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 Trill oh, Barbily. Thank Bar- you very much. Barbily, yes, yes. Uh, there's been a recent mm-hmm. uh, influx in some uh, some of the taverns nearby that have some very delicious fruit pies that have oh, your oh. face fairy on pies? them. Mm-hmm. They're delicious, aren't they? That's that's at fairy pies. Yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a green apple flavor now. You know. <gasps> yeah, it's that's his favorite. It's. It's, it's 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 okay. It's okay. I mean, yeah, it's okay. And uh, you, sir, tall tall gentleman there. Crete. Crete. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Miss Fire. Well, I have written down. Uh, if I could please uh, have all of your left hands, please. Okay. As everybody put, put, move their left hand t- towards his desk. Mm-hmm. All right, you see that he holds up a couple of pieces of paper, uh, and as he holds the piece of paper over top of your where your wrist is, it kind of folds up and slaps down onto your wrist like a slap bracelet. <laughs> that should be everything that you need to be able to move around from uh, all all of the different districts uh, wherever you need to be going. Oh, perfect! Thank you. Uh, if you if you will need access to the library of record, that is a separate pass, and uh, you can only receive that from either the Academy of the Divine or the Academy of the Mystical. Good to know. While we're here, would you mind explaining the different districts? Oh, of course. I, 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 uh, if, unless someone else were to come up and need something, or if there were a call, I am happy to discuss any information that you would need. I actually not related to the districts. Um, I'm still kind of. Ha- where exactly do you see Fio every morning? She's the. Uh, <laughs> you're. 
You're pulling my leg, aren't you? What? No, I'm just curious where you see her. Like, where, 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 where is she standing? Like, is she standing here or? Like... Fio's finest, the greatest tailoring shop in the entire of Hollis. What? It's. I mean, like, it is the premier clothery. Fio. Is that where we're going? Do you have a very nice tailoring store and you've never told us or offered clothes? Fancy clothes? Mm. Let's talk about it when we get there. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I said, let's talk about it when we get there. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you're not not really wanting to divulge anything in front of this person. I mean, if you if you all want to leave, that's that's okay. I'm I'm happy to help though before you go if you'd like. I, I would like to know yeah. about the Guild Alley, the Envoys Vigil, and well, all of the other districts if you have the time. Well, oh, like I said, as long as there's not a call. Um, hold on one second. I'm literally going to be rolling to see if he's getting calls before he describes each of these places for you guys. So, Guild Alley, you're good. Uh, Guild Alley is uh, actually where. The uh, guilds, which had kind of been all around the arena in Hollis prior, uh, I would call it old Hollis, but that would be confusing, uh, where Hollis previously sat, they were all around the arena. And the new arena master deemed that that was a negative influence on the arena fights and our place amongst our competing precincts around the Grand Arena itself. So they were pushed to the farthest point from the arena proper and were told that they could only build within that area. Certain guilds have used private citizenry to get around that, to build in other districts, but it is not a fairly common practice, so nothing is really done about it. But most guild activities can be found within Guild Alley. Uh, the next one I believe you asked about was on Envoy's Vigil? Yes, please. Uh, yes, the Envoy's Vigil was built uh, as a meeting area for those who would be coming from the other precincts to be able to purchase land and do business uh, as they wished within Hollis because the people have made decisions that were bad for Hollis in the past. And we wanted to be able to keep an eye on certain people. Uh, So we wanted to make sure that they were somewhat centrally located, but needed to make sure that they were able to still do business and that kind of a thing. So the Envoy's Vigil is a place created for them that uh, they may come purchase buildings, do business, and interact with those those here in the Hollis, in Hollis, while not being a part of Hollis. Interesting. Next one you want to ask about? Um, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's not really the map itself, um, but, uh, What's what? Who's the what? What? Why is the arena master so kind of standoffish? I heard his you know tower is kind of expensive to even 
visit? <laughs> uh, did you make a mistake of trying to go and visit without uh, knowing? No, no, no. I just, I, I heard some things, you know, through my uh, connections and, uh, you know, whatnot. Um, I was just curious. Who, who, uh, who is this guy? Ah, well, the arena master of current is Master Zebris uh, Beowold. Hmm. Why does it sound familiar? <clears throat> Creek Valley pushes Trill a little. Certain someone you know. Uh, Zebris? I don't know anyone named Zebris. I think I remember that. Be- Beowold. Beowold, buddy. Beowold? Beowold. <gasps> Wait. <clears throat> Beowold. Maybe you should think Anita? about this elsewhere. Are we are we talking are we talking about Anita? I mean it, it yes. might be spelled differently. Are you sure? I'm curious if the uh guard person responded at his first outburst of Anita. Uh roll me a perception. I will tell you that you are looking to beat an awfully high number. I only got a 15. You see no movement on this guy's face. Cool, he, he didn't just, notice. He just looks like he's uh, waiting for you to tell him which which area you want to look at next. Fire just completely assumes that he absolutely knows, but is so professional that he, he doesn't flinch. Academy of the Divine! Oh, okay. So, Academy. I will have to kind of tell you about both the Academy of Divine and the Academy of the Mystical at the same time, if you will allow me. Please. <sighs> I've rolled three 17s in a row on whether or not he was going to be talk- continue talking to you guys or not. I just think that's very odd that it was three 17s in a row and I just needed it documented. It's well, now recorded. You see, the Academy, as it was in Old Hollis, uh, was a meeting place for those of both the mystical and the divine arts to delve into magic itself together, to find the history of it from all the various worlds and places that people have come from. The two current leaders of the Academy were protégés of the previous headmaster. One a cleric, and the other a wizard. The two of them had somewhat of a disagreement after the headmaster's passing, but it was his final wish that the two not battle one another over who would lead the academy. So a decision was made, and each of them broke off and started teaching their own schools. The two of them are in control of what is known as the Library of Records. The Library of Records is the greatest collection of records, books, and historical knowledge from all of the various refugee groups who come here in all of the precincts. We are a repository of knowledge of long-lost worlds, and there is more information stored underneath your feet than you've probably ever seen in your entire lives, and more than has happened in these precincts since their founding. 
and the academies keep that information secret and continue adding to it while trying to glean knowledge from it. Interesting. Are they related to a guild at all, or are they completely separate? No, the the Izzet Guild has tried to budge their way into the Academy on several occasions, but they have found themselves unable to penetrate into the mysteries of it, which is somewhat of a uh, sticking point for a lot of them. They uh, don't get along well, if you get my drift, and... Uh, as a result, a few years back, the uh, Izzet Guild Mage had actually put up all of the knowledge and books of the uh, Izzet Guild in Hollis, and they now possess none. Uh, they are essentially defunct here. Uh, is that everything? I think that's good for now. We need to be going. I appreciate your information and time. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Of course. And, and all of you have a wonderful time. If you need anything, please reach out to a warden. We would be glad to help you and, you know, summon a guardian if needed. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. So you guys turn around, you head back out. As mm -hmm. you head back, head down towards where you're getting the, um, to, to the intersection again where you previously interacted with that other warden the wristbands on your wrist all start to feel a little bit warm and tingly and you'll see that that small box that was next to him the rune on it turns green and then a deeper shade of green and then two more shades of green deeper than that and, the, and then makes a small chiming noise and he looks up sees that the two of you are, the four of you are there and waves you across hmm. that's what that's for So you guys cross across into the, the, the road into Old Hollis proper. Uh, as you come into Old Hollis, one of the th things that you almost immediately notice is that the scent that you were smelling in the air, that sweet, nice scent, all goes away and is taken over by a very autumnal scent. There's lots of like spices that are in the air here. There is a lot of very like homey feel and you, Crete, notice this more than everyone else, but the air here is about 10 degrees cooler than where you just walked out of. Hmm. Interesting. Wait, so the city proper is, like, enchanted? Wait. Hmm. Very likely. This area is much more familiar to you, uh, Fio and uh, Crawl, as you guys are walking through here. Um, like I said, you can spot buildings, and you can even spot some like roads that you're familiar with, but then they will end somewhere that they didn't before. Uh, it almost as if like different parts of the city were picked up and moved and dropped here, not everything surviving. You guys relatively quickly make your way to the main road, follow it down, into nearly the heart of Old Hollis, and then you see it 
for the very first time as you're walking up, and I would like everybody to roll an insight check. Whoever gets the highest is the person who sees it first. It is based on vision. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. Well. 22. What? Oh, that's ridiculous. It looked like I rolled an 18, but it ended up being a 2. It was on the, on the corner. 19. Oh. All right, 22. Great. It means you got highest, you see it first. There is a 14-foot-tall picture of Fio that is kind of muraled onto the side of a building as you're walking up to it. And it's her looking into a mirror, looking at herself in some very nice clothes and jewelry, like checking herself out. And then you can see behind her a smaller image of Heru Salta bent over a, uh, like what was essentially like an old style sewing machine and like working on another dress, like right next to her. And on the front of the building, it says Fio's finery. So Crete sees it first. Yep, and then the rest of you see it very quickly thereafter. Trill, you're the last one because you're busy looking off in another direction. Mm. Crete, uh, when he sees it, kind of just let out a whistle. Kind of like a, well, look at that. Uh, Can't miss that. Roll me a perception. Perception. Is this also site based? I mean, kind of. Not, not. Just throw me a regular one. Okay. Uh, That's an eleven. Okay. You are the only one out of your group that doesn't realize that everyone that's like a normal person walking about their day when you whistled out loud, all like turned and looked at you for a second, and then went quickly back about their days. Whoa, who's that? A nice really? Painting. Hmm? Wait, she looks familiar too. <sighs> no, 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 because this, this looks like a very dignified person. Look at that poise. No, I don't think I've ever seen that one before. Hmm. Uh, I was going to smack a uh, trail over the back of the head. Oh, I was joking. I was joking. Do you own this? It's so hard. No. <gasps> this looks like my brother's doing. Wait, so this whole time you could relate to my suffering about these fairy pies and you didn't say anything? We could have bonded over I don't our know suffering. What the heck this is. Wait, you don't know about this place? No. It's one of my. Dickhead brother's jokes. Remember how he said, oh, you know it when you see it. I was thinking he was talking about the old tailor that used to be here. Evidently uh, this, not. This is the old tailor's shop. It has just been taken over. Yeah. <laughs> that was my assumption. <laughs> uh, Crete yeah. is actually kind of examining the mural to like Oh man, a, you a, you could good. do a way better mural than what was done here. You're you look at it and you're like, they didn't even use the same color of black in like the upper part of her arm and then the lower part of her arm. Like, what were they doing? To everyone else, you're just looking at this thing. And it looks like it's very well done. Well, I mean, at least you don't have like a you know 
pie all over your face. Unless your brother opened like a, you know, gag oh God, store somewhere. Don't even give him ideas. <laughs> don't. I, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just, you know, bitballing. So you've never even. Not since I lived here, and back then, yeah, it was not this at all. <sighs> well, would you like to enter your namesake's shop first, or? Oh God! Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Let's go. Sh- should we, like, you know, get some confetti or flowers or something first? You know, before no. she comes in, so you could, you know, make no. a. Yeah, kind of a nice. No, shush. Okay, I'm going in. (laughs) You guys walk up to the door and you go to to, to like turn the handle and it is locked. The hell! You see that there's a small sign that says "by appointment only." Oh oh my god! She's gonna like knock on the door. You wait a second. You know it's a good store and they have to have a line out front. And then you hear the door open. And as it opens up, you see uh, standing inside a younger elven female uh, that is dressed impeccably. Uh, Fio, when you see her, you recognize that the dress that she is wearing is actually a dress that you used to own when you were younger and was one of the ones that you would wear to like formal outings and stuff like that this is not the same dress because it's cut for her elven body but you can see that like your brother may have like used some of your dresses in the designs for some of the things that he has sold through this place um oh hello i hello i didn't actually believe him when he sent me the message but you're here i am here uh Please let me let me take you right through. Uh, Vincenzo's waiting in the back. Beautiful. She kind of guides all of you in. Uh, you see that this she turns some lights on, like by waving her hand in the air, and these ever everlit torches all come up, and there are no pieces of clothing anywhere in this place. It's all fabrics and threads and. Um, things to make clothes from that fill the area that are laying out on little tables. Some of them are on little desks. You can see that there's a whole like wall full of different spools that all have different information written down about what that thread is, where it came from, what how it was acquired, those kinds of things. And you see that towards the back, there is a door in the back that that is currently closed. And as she guides you back there and opens it up, there's a small room with a couple of mirrors that are set up and a smaller gnomish man who's standing there. He has a huge bristled mustache and he's wearing what looks like the, the, a tux if you just kind of took the coat and the, the vest off. And he turns and he looks and he goes, welcome, welcome. I am Vincenzo. Oh, Vincenzo, pleasure to meet you. Ah, the pleasure is all mine, Miss Fio. I have been making your clothes for many years. All of them? Well, the clothes that come out of this location, yes. So you didn't make what she's wearing now? Well, he looks at it. 
No, this is very shoddy craftsmanship. Uh, see, thank, thank you, thank you. I mean, no offense, file, but thank you, sir. A blind troll could have made a straighter line. Mm, I, I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. This guy's yes. good. I'm sorry. You must, uh, all, let... you must all disrobe, please, please. I, yes. I, Veronica, I need you to take them, take them out back to the. Pete starts stripping. So does oh, crawl immediately. No, 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 not, not right now. No, I mean, I, it, hey, hey, you do you, man. I like it's. I'm cool, but like, there's a room out back for you to go. Take your clothes off, get yourself cleaned up, and come back here. And then you know we have you on your way because we we are on the move here, baby. So like, yeah. as you're on your Whoa. way out, take a look, find some fabrics that look very nice. Tell Veronica which ones we'd be working with. She'll bring you back to me. I will size you up. Everything will be good. Mm-hmm. I would have stopped. It's like half naked by now. Uh, uh, Please keep going. I was gonna say, crawl has crawl has an open faced vest and leather pants. Like it didn't didn't take long. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I I would have stripped down too. I just you know didn't want to intimidate anybody or anything. (laughs) Am I right? Am I right? Uh, No, it's not gonna okay. I'm gonna go get changed. Uh, Veronica, whose face is is now as red as her hair, is gonna kind of guide you guys back around to uh, through what you didn't notice before was a very small little alleyway uh, that leads to a small room uh, that is kind of just built up from the ground, and from the outside of it just kind of looks like a shed, um, but like still a very fancy, nice shed, but a shed nonetheless that she guides you into. And as you walk into it, the inside of the place actually has the feeling of like a spa or a sauna there appears to be a much larger area within the shed than the outside would let on uh there do appear to be four rooms that are all attached to one central room uh that has two benches that are kind of there and there's like some steam that's kind of rolling in that room and she goes so um each of you can just take a room leave your your old things there grab it grab a towel and um you know you can you can leave whatever uh, undergarments you wear on if you would like of course uh, and then when you're ready i can take you back when do we pick out the fabrics is that when you take us back or is that now i mean that was supposed to be like on the way here but like we can grab them on the way back it's fine so Crete like finishes getting disrobed and like finds a place to go. He isn't he's actually kind of at this point lost. He doesn't really understand what's happening, but he um, sees something that looks like a sauna, so he's just like, Oh, I know how to do this. So he <laughs> he just goes for that. Veronica, you wanna get him a tail? Take your time. You don't you don't have to if you don't want to. Crawl definitely finishes stripping uh, like on the way to the sauna and like folds his clothes neatly as he's walking and does not opt for a towel. It's like these towels aren't big enough for me. <laughs> you can see probably that not. They're definitely not. Um, <laughs> you, fairy man, you can come with me right now so we can get away from all of this. Oh, I already she grabs, grabs you by the wrist and she starts pulling you. So you guys start heading back around uh, as you're going through. So describe what the the new outfit you would like to like like it to look like, essentially. Uh, who? You. You're the one who's going oh. first. 
Uh, yeah. So I was trying to think like a uh, something kind of like uh, I, I'm trying to picture uh, what uh, Trill would be getting. So I was thinking we'd be. I mean, I assume the weather here is pretty warm, right? Uh, it's so far. It seems to depend on which of the inner districts of this precinct you're in. What the weather looks like. Mm. All right. So maybe something like a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess like a kind of a. I don't really know clothing that well, unfortunately. Uh, it's just like a fairy suit. Fairy suit it makes it sound worse. <laughs> I was well, thinking kind of like a, a a suit sized for a fairy that will yes. accommodate your wings. Yes, kind of like a uh, kind of a, almost a orangish kind of color to complement the teal eyes and hair. Um. But a little more subdued, too, because it does have the highlights of the pink in the hair. And, See, you know, kind of like a black on the inside with a, you know. Yeah, what, what are you saying? So uh, you grab your, your fabric, you grab the mm -hmm. orange fabric, you grab your black fabric. Uh, you definitely don't look like David Pumpkins when you're done. That's not what I'm thinking at all in my head. Um, <laughs> but you get in there, and he takes the, the fabrics from you, and he goes, You didn't pick a thread. A thread? How, how am I supposed to put your fabrics together if you don't pick thread? Go pick. Well, go back out there. Pick a thread. Pick a thread. I, I, I will. I, I'd love to pick thread. I was actually hoping you could. I was going to bring you the colors. And I mean, do you think these match my eyes uh, or complement the eyes? And uh, what kind of thread do you think would work with these? He holds one of. He holds the orange up against your face, and he throws it down on the ground. He holds the black up against your face, and he throws it down on the ground. You can do better than this. Vincenzo only <sighs> makes right. masterpieces. What do you think? Should I uh, maybe go with like a blue? Yeah, it's always kind of worked with my complexion before. I love it. Meet uh, uh, me, me Veronica. too. Yes, Veronica, get him the blue. No, no, not that blue. The dark, the darker blue. The, the other blue, darker. Veronica. Come on. <laughs> and he needs. Just... He needs thread. Get the opaline thread. Yes, the, op the no third shelf. Yes, right there. Yes, bring that over here. He takes this the blue, he has her go and grab another black and bring it over, and he puts together this very, it, almost the exact same suit you're thinking of, but with a dark blue and then the black underneath. And when you put this thing on, it is the oddest feeling that you've ever had, because it feels like you're not wearing anything. Is it, is it supposed to feel like this? I kind of feel a little exposed. I don't know. Vincenzo's work breathes. Yeah? Oh, whoa, that feels weird moving around. I can feel the wind. Oh my gosh. But it's warm, insulating, this, and yet breathable. This is how our kind was meant to live. Hmm. Yeah, it does feel really good. When you can feel the fabric, it is the sign of a shitty craftsman. Um. I... Makes sense to me. Okay, you go. Send me your uh, friends. Oh, Send me your friends. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess I'll go back and fetch someone. Uh, who's least naked? Uh, when you get back there, Fio, I'm guessing is the least naked. I mean, she's in a towel. That makes so me the least naked because no more. one else grabbed a towel. Could you guys like? Oh, never mind. Fio, you're up. Okay. 
Fio, describe to me the outfit that you're choosing. Oh, gosh. She is going all out because this is on her brother's dime. So she is going to get every single inch of fabric she possibly could into her outfit. So, okay, where to begin? Let's start from the underlayers and work our way out. And so she's going to be describing this all to Veronica and, and Vincenzo. So, first let's start with undergarments. I'm going to need a, let's go with a nice satin bustier under there. Um, some nice little satin boxes to go with it. Shorts, nice little bit of lace on it would be, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, and then let's go with, yes, this gold. Uh silk here we're gonna do a nice little undershirt a nice open v down to the wrists uh, gathered slightly now let's do a black uh yeah we're gonna do a black vest on top of that uh oh and then pants we're gonna do uh wide leg high waist pants uh, nicely belted around the waist so very slim to the hips and then wide leg Mm -hmm. We're going to have some pleats in those as well. Just a slight little like crease down it. You know what I'm talking about. And then on top of that, we're going to go for a cape blazer with a nice little arm slits there. So you can see the beautiful shirt underneath. Um, anything else? Hmm. And she's going to like basically ask like Veronica Vincenzo, what do you think? Anything else? You see Veronica go. Sounds like you might want a hat. A hat, yes. Is it too late for a hat for me? Something wide-brimmed, nice black, maybe with a big, thick, slightly darker black ribbon around it. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds great. All of this can be done. But I must ask you, how would this outfit work? With a scarf. Ooh. Something light, something airy. So not, not heavy, but just something that flows on you, shows off everything that you have told me you would like. Mm, mm-hmm. And she's, like, picturing it this, uh, as she looks in the mirror. Yes. Okay, okay. Come come over here. I take measurement. This is, this is a lot of work, but... I will definitely be able to get it done. Mm -hmm. But might take me until I'm done finishing up with the rest of your friends, if you're okay. That's fine by me. Okay. Uh, he quickly takes some measurements with you. Uh, you see that he kind of like goes over, and after he's done taking the measurements, he goes to like this little mannequin that's nearby and writes down the same measurements again in the notebook. I'll have to make that change later. Okay. And you see that he goes, Please, send in your next friend. I'll try and get them to put on a towel. Haha. It's it okay if they don't. Okay. Beyond that, does it? Oh, God. I don't want to know that. Okay, who's up? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'll go. Uh, unless you would like to, Crete. No, go right ahead. I'm still soaking. Enjoy it. Get whatever you want. Get I, it all. I don't. I don't really. I don't really know what to get. 
Oh gosh. Veronica. Uh, you you do notice that as Fio comes back, she does not come back with clothes, whereas Trill came back fully clothed. Yeah, she probably doesn't care. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Could you please assist me in figuring out what would look best? Well, I mean, for which form? Which form do you think is best here? If you're going to be hanging around here, you're going to blend in a little bit easier if you're a human or an elf. Do you have one of those like that you know how to do? I have plenty. Well, those might be a little bit easier to fit in. Oh, or, I mean, you could also talk to Vincenzo about making something that changes with you. Hmm. That is very interesting. And how did you know? She kind of... Uh, roll, me an, roll me a perception. Eighteen. Her eyes glance at your wristband for just a second. Let's see. No secrets here, I imagine. Mm, they cause problems. Understandable. Well, so right this way, uh, she she kind of guides you. She actually uh, grabs up some fabric as she's walking. Um, she, what you don't know that she does is she's essentially grabbing colors that are very similar to what has already been requested. So she's grabbing like blues and blacks and golds that have already been requested by your your previous party members who were in here um and she walks over to the wall of thread and she kind of guides you over and she goes this part i'm gonna need you to do so just like grab one and trust your instincts crawl transforms into a house cat House cats love thread, and he's just gonna like go up and down, sniffing all the thread, finding one until he, like it just clicks, and he's gonna basically like kind of play with it and pull it out. Roll me a d twenty. Uh, it was just gonna be a d twenty before, but because you're doing it as in your cat form, do it with advantage. Fourteen. All right, uh, as you're kind of moving along, you have your eyes stop, and this is hilarious. So 13 and 14 are the same thing. You start batting at a crimson red thread. I was actually going to say red before I had decided on the cat thing. Uh, and so you start batting at this crimson red thread, and she walks over, and she grabs it, and she goes, you know, just like them, but a little bit different, huh? Okay, makes sense. She walks, she starts heading over. Um, and I, I climb onto her shoulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys walk in. What, I, what, oh, what, I, what? I assume the wristband shrinks with me because uh, of the magic of the wristband. Uh, no, when you shrink, the wristband falls off. Oh. All right. I'm holding it in my mouth. Okay. 
Uh, you walk back into the room, and Vincenzo goes, Veronica, why, why are you bringing Kat in here? Oh. I drop off her shoulder and transform back into Crawl. I'm going to stick with half-orc for now, though. Oh. Oh, yes. Um, you were here before. When I put the wristband back on. Indeed, sir. Uh, he takes a look at the, the fabrics and the clothes, and he looks at you. This makes sense. Veronica has been very helpful, and she mentioned something about fabric that could change with me. He stops and he looks at you again, and he looks at her and he goes, you told him? And she nods and he goes, oh, okay. Uh, yes, this is definitely something that I can do for you, but it may take a little bit of time, longer than you have, unfortunately, but if you'll be around for two hours, come back and you could get it. I could make something for now and then again for later for you. Beyond Doc would be more than happy to foot that bill. <laughs> I do not think that he would based on what he's told me about his sister, but I, I appreciate the humor. And I appreciate the money, so. He quickly takes measurements. He puts you into a suit that is very similar to what you wear already, except it, you now have an undershirt and a, like a, a blazer that you're wearing over top of it. He has made you another hat that looks very similar to your the, the hat that you have, but out of a finer material. Um, doesn't look as worn. You know, yours doesn't look very worn because it is super, still super nice, but it it has you know a little bit of dirt and grime on it for from the day. This thing is pristine. Uh, and he asks you to to send Crete along when you have the chance. Indeed, thank you very much. And he has made all of these things for you guys in like a minute when you're standing there with him. Um, I assume that red and gold are like the accent colors. Yes. All right. You know how like hazel eyes are like a green brown. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna change my eyes to be like red and gold, but in the hazel form. Oh, nifty! All right. I'm assuming I can do that as a changeling. I don't know if you can, but it sounds fun, and I like fun, so I'm gonna allow it. Okay. All right. I will go and get Crete. You've been a great help, Veronica. Thank you. Yeah. It's just doing my job, <laughs> you know. Hey, Crete, you're next. Now that now that everybody else is gone, Crete had like started doing like stretches and like some light calisthenics. So he's like in the middle of like doing some push-ups. He's like, oh, uh <clears throat> okay, yeah. So he'll pop up real quick uh let's see here um veronica he leans just, over to fio and just whispers was it touching the ground the entire time he was going through that push-up <laughs> mm -hmm. uh we'll grab a couple towels and like tie them together a little bit and be like all right let's try this all right ah good enough where are we going 
She leads you back around and you walk into the front where all of the, the clothes are. So tell me what you want Crete's fancy outfit to look like. Uh, Crete just kind of says, well, I mean, does he get a look at everybody else's? You have seen both Trill and Crawl dressed up. You've not seen anything for Fio yet. Okay. So what he'll do is he'll do kind of what he'll do is he'll pick colors that sort of accent between the two of them to some degree. Like he, from it sounds of it, they have somewhat similar, but, but different sort of yep. ratios. And he'll, he'll kind of say, all right, well, this is, he'll do sort of like a, a coordinating kind of thing with his, his very special painter's eyes. Roll me two D20s. Uh, 14 and 2. Alright, so you end up finding uh, a very kind of an aquamarine colored fabric, um, and you end up finding a kind of an obsidian black fabric that both stand out to your painter's eye. Alright. This should work. Okay, and um, a thread from over there, if you would. Hmm. With the threads, you're just going to be rolling a regular d20. With the buttons. Six. You see that she reaches up and she grabs the thread that you selected and starts to pull it down. Huh. Fio chose the same golden thread. Interesting. Okay, this way. She leads you back. And uh, as you're walking into the back, you see that Vincenzo is furiously working on something. You're not exactly sure what it is as you're initially walking in. Um, and he sees you walking in, turns, goes gonna need a step stool for this one and he reaches underneath pulls it out sets it down and goes okay Vincenzo is ready quickly uh starts sewing you together a very nice suit it's essentially the exact same suit that he made for trill but sized up for you and using the aquamarine and the black in the same way as kind of an overlay and an underlay to it um but yours pops a little bit more with that gold thread that kind of gives you an outline and almost a pattern on it as he's done with yours he says uh and could you please send file back because i've finished up with the last of her things uh sure thing Kree will head over to where the where the gang is Fio, you get back over there. He has made everything that you have asked for. And in addition, he has also made what looks to be a gem-studded clutch that you can wear. <gasps> and she's just like... <laughs> with excitement. Quickly, though, we must get you nearly across town in 15 minutes or so. Oh, exactly. Yes. 
Crete, like, is while they're waiting, is checking his range of motion. Uh, again, this is almost like you're wearing nothing. When you like reach your arm over your back to be able to grab for your weapon, the clothes, the clothes just kind of move with you. You, it's almost, it's like you're wearing nothing, and you don't feel like it's going to catch or tear very easily. Got to appreciate a good craftsman these days. Oh, and um. Before you go, Miss File, uh, I know you're not paying, but would you like to know the bill? Yes. He pulls out the bill and just kind of holds it towards you for a second so you can see the, the end cost there of 48,000 gold. It's a nice little dent. Mm. Rush service, master of craftsmanship. And you are worth every coin. Reed's now doing burpees. <laughs> In his suit, just... Mm, mm. This stuff feels great. I, I know, this is really impressive. If people ask you where you get your clothes, what do you tell them? Bio's uh, finery. That's right. And maybe throw around Vincenzo's name a little bit. Vincenzo. <laughs> what race is Vincenzo? He's a gnome with a very bushy mustache. Nice. He's kind of got the Bob Ross hairdo going on. That's it's yes. all it's all gray. He's his eyes like look very sharp, even though there's like wrinkles around them. His hands look like he's been a tailor his entire life. So Vincenzo, I have to ask, when did my brother do all of this? Oh, Vincenzo has been working for your brother for Veronica. How long have you been here? Um, six, six years. Mm. Chenzo has been here for eight years. Okay. We we moved like seven years ago from the place, but, but but you know about all of that, of course. Right. Yes. Hmm. Well, thank you. You were a delight. Is everyone good here? Yep. Let's get I'm going. Ready. Uh, and the other clothes you come back for, Mr. Carl? Indeed, indeed. You said tomorrow? Two hours, two hours. Oh, yeah, 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 two hours, two hours. You're going to put that on the tab, right? I had not thought of it, but yes, I can put that on the tab as well. I, I told you that he would pay for it. I had not thought of it. Vincenzo uh, is very of... busy making so many clothes. <laughs> out of curiosity, what's the new total? He looks. Veronica, Ed, close. 228,000. There you go, Fio. Mm. Thank you, friend. It's not like paying attention to numbers. She's just stuffing everything in his bag now and like, you know, his old clothes and gear and everything like that. Great. Now I got to like look around a pack in this suit. Thank you. 
Faye is going to give Vincenzo a big kiss on each cheek and be like, you do amazing work. Of course, for I am Vincenzo. Okay, let's go. Okay, you go now. Thank you. Let's do this. You guys guys start heading out. Uh, You... Uh, once again, I'm going to need an intelligence roll from Trill, and I'm going to need a survival roll from File. Okay. Well, with these uh, new threads, I'm feeling pretty intelligent. Let's see if it's just in my head. <laughs> oh, 14. Look at that. Higher than before. Clothes do make the man. And 16 for survival. All right. Neither of you rolled below a 10, so you guys are able to very quickly make your way across oh. to town. Uh, you almost have like this feeling that you guys are moving too fast for how you're moving like you're just kind of walking along at a a decent pace but like you're covering distance as if you're running Hmm. and you guys go back into the centralian district make your way through it and as you approach to where the mudlingers district is you see that the ground again goes from the polished marble and this time it goes into almost a very uh, coarse limestone-ish color uh, that covers the ground in these large pads instead of like a brickwork. They're just like larger two-foot by two-foot pads that are placed down in place to kind of create the, the the flooring and the walls themselves also seem to be made out of the same limestone. The scent changes as you're coming in here from the very sweet scent of the Centralian district into kind of a scent that you would expect from a tavern. There's a lot of like ale floating on the air. There's a lot of that smell of food being cooked. There's a lot of smell of like wood being cooked inside of fires nearby, inside of stoves, um, inside of people's herds and their homes, because you're kind of coming out of what is more of a business-esque district into more of a tavern and like slums-esque district. But even for this place, like the slums does not have any beggars walking around that you can see. Um, You know, nobody's laying around on the, the the ground drunk everything is still kind of moving orderly this place just doesn't kind of look as nice as everything else but it's still very hoity-toity as you're coming into the area you can see though that now there are like a tavern on every different corner that all seem to to have little signs outside talking about wherever their ales come from, from within the precincts, you know, with some of them, you know, advertising that they are from as far away as the first precinct, um, trying to lure different people in. As you guys are making your way through mud, the mudslingers area, are you looking for anything outside of the the restaurant that you are supposed to be looking for? Um, somehow, if possible, uh, Trill's nose is actually even higher up than it was before. Um, he's looking good and he's still staring at most of the lights. He's not looking at anything. Crawl's always kind of like head on a swivel type deal, but he is very focused on just getting where he needs to go in time. Okay. Um, everybody go ahead and roll me a perception as you guys are making your way through Mudslingers. Is it sight-based? It would be sight-based. Four. 
strong for, though? <sighs> 19. Did I really just roll a 5? Yes. You did. Trillian, are you joining the roll fest? Let's see. Uh, no, just go ahead. I'm... Okay. Uh, nobody notices anything strange as you're waking, making your way through Mudslingers. Uh, you find your way towards where it was marked on the map relatively quickly. Uh, as you get over there, you see that there is a restaurant uh, that's kind of like a, a tavern and a restaurant kind of the, the as you're walking up it looks like the lower area of it is a, is a tavern and the upper area of this building has some open balconies that you can see that there's like some restaurant tables in and as you guys are coming up you see beyond doc's face is the emblem used for this place and it is called forbidden sandwiches Ooh. I'm super into this. They make good sandwiches. Wait, how 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 nice does the place look from the outside? The nicest restaurant Trill has ever seen in his life. But it is in the poor part of this town, so you've probably walked past some nicer ones at this point, but still nicer than anything you've ever seen. Oh, we're in for a treat. You know the best the best restaurants are always the ones that are kind of off the beaten path. You know those other ones that we passed? Those are, you know, the, the tourist traps. This looks good. It's forbidden. How tantalizing. Bio. Bio! Have you eaten here before? Well... Not since uh, my brother bought it. Wait, what did it used to be? It used to be the sandwich shop. Oh. Well, now it's forbidden. But we're going to eat there. It's like we're breaking the rules. <laughs> so as you guys walk up to the entrance, because I assume that that's what you guys are doing? Yep. Oh, yes. So as you walk up to the entrance, you see that there is what appears to be a large uh, half-orc standing there that is well-dressed like you guys, uh, right outside where the door itself to enter into the tavern area would be. And as you're walking up, he's kind of like looking down at something, and he goes, you're not on the list. Check again. He looks up from what he was looking at and he drops it. Oh, um, <clears throat> apologies. Um, please, upstairs. Um, Beyond Duck will be waiting for you. Thank you. Uh, you guys head into the tavern area. He kind of moves out of the way. It opens up. When you walk inside, it is very different than most of the taverns that you guys would have seen. This is kind of more like, a, think wine bar in your head instead of like a, a old timey tavern. It is much fancier. People are drinking wine out of chalices at, at, in different parts of this area. Um, there's a set of stairs leading up kind of in the back where there's another bouncer that's there standing um this guy instead of being a half orc appears to be a dwarf um 
again, these are two of the only non-humans or elves you guys have seen in this area. Uh, as you make your way back to the, the dwarf, he just kind of steps out of the way to let you guys can continue up the stairs if you guys are doing that, unless you guys want to do anything on the first floor. Chris is following Fio. Uh, Troll's looking around, obviously, because, you know, it's nice looking inside. Um, is there anything jump out at him, or is it just kind of like... Roll me perception. Oh. oh, look at this. Trill's finally the one being perceptive with a... Ooh, 15. You don't see anything out of the ordinary down here. Um, but again, you've never been in something like this, so it's not really like you would know what would not be normal here. Like, is it normal for those two elves that are drinking wine over in the corner to have turned and stared at you guys when you walked in? Or is it because you're outsiders? Or is it because of who you're with? And you're, give, you're, you're not sure. I'm going to give them a little, like, half kind of wave kind of thing. You know, just like a hand up and then to one side. You Thinking I'm some kind of celebrity. You see that one of them kind of nods for a moment, and then the two of them go back to their conversation. <sighs> this is what it feels like. So you guys just head upstairs? Um, Crawl, just yeah. go with the group. Yeah, I'm probably going to go upstairs. I mean, unless there's, unless there's somewhere else for us to go down here. There's no reason not to follow. All right, you guys make your way upstairs. Uh, you get to the top of these stairs, and, and the area that's above is about the same size as the bar was below, so it's like a kind of a 20 by 30 area that's up here. You see that there's a bunch of different tables that all have chairs at them and nice tablecloths, kind of ornate candelabras that are sitting on them with, with candles that all seem to have little Everlit uh, candles on them. None of the place tables are set except at one table where you see that Beyondock is seated and it looks like there are there's seating for six more people besides himself sitting there. So seven people sitting around like one big circular table. And as he sees you come in, he goes, Hey, you made it. And you don't look half bad. Look at that. Thanks to you. Half bad? I think I'm looking, you know, mostly amazing right now. Or close Ooh. to spectacular, even. <laughs> it's amaz amazing what Vincenzo can do with trash, huh? Three. Oh, I mean, I think it's clean. You know, the fabric was pretty good quality. And I think all he did is just make it really, you know, speak volumes. Oh, the fabric's great, kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so, uh, you guys ready for some food? Yeah. Please. Fire's going to gesture for people to sit down. She doesn't really want to sit near him. She'll sit, like, three, four seats away from him. I'm sitting right next to him. Are we having people join us? Yeah, I figured it would be helpful for these discussions, you know? Ooh, networking. He sits down and uh, he looks up and you see that a half-elven waiter comes up. Um, younger guy. Beyond goes, I'll have the usual, of course. And um, whatever they want. Put it all on the tab. 
Of course, sir. Of course. Uh, and he looks over at, you, at the four of you. What do you recommend, Beyond Doc? They make a killer rock melt where they take actual meat from a rock killed in the Southland. They cook it in some rock egg. They take that, put it in the sandwich. They put a little bit of some spices that we get down from the South Southern Kingdoms. And then they take all of that and cook it in a dragon fire burner. Yep. Sounds good. I thought it was done with drinks. I, I can, of course, bring you something to drink if you would like. Yes, please. I'll have um, something top shelf. Surprise me. Beyond Doc winks at the waiter. Are you getting food too, or? Oh, we're ordering a bunch of kind of places. Oh, I don't, I don't, Doc. It's a sandwich place, kid. Like you, you ate here when you you were young. Like fine, I'll have whatever today's special is. I'm assuming there's a special. Special. Uh, just just bring them some food. Apparently, they don't need to order. They can just be fed whatever you're gonna bring them. I was actually going to order. What? I, I didn't hear a menu. Would like to have. Uh, Creek kind of like holds his hand up for a second and like looks at his fingers, and like he puts two of them down. Yeah, three, three, three grilled cheese sandwiches, please. Grilled cheese. Oh, cheese! I don't think we've ever made that before. You'd have to import it from the wheel. Uh, might put us on the map. I'll go talk to the chef. And you see that he just immediately bolts away. To order. <sighs> well, I mean, you know, the the real meal is fine company, so... Um... Yeah. This is a nice place. You own this one? It and several more like it kind of dispersed through different precincts. You know how it goes. Yeah, can't, yeah. Can't expect precincts to stay too stable. Uh, wait, really? I thought they're you know pretty uh stable usually. Isn't that what the wardens do? <laughs> no kid, the arena masters change all the time in certain ones. I mean you head south and you got a different arena master every day of the week, sometimes twice in a day. Oh. It, it's true, Trill. We're pretty lucky in the wheel. At least we were. Actually, who knows what's going to happen with the recent defeat? Yeah, yeah. Recent defeat. That's uh, that's big news. It's real big news. It, uh, that's why I figured maybe we should have a sit-down conversation. I think our guest of honor has just arrived. Uh, everybody roll me perception. Sight based. <laughs> Ooh, nat 20. 13. 16. 18. 
Sometimes, yeah. folks, the dice tell the story. So, Trill, I want you to walk me through your mind when you lay eyes on Balak Mordrin standing at the top of the stairs. Uh, the first thing going through his mind is nothing. Uh, and he just gets kind of cold. Like, uh, very, you know, uh, almost like a childish kind of fear. Like, you know, kind of like how you see that one movie that scared you as a kid, and you know it's silly and stupid now, but even when you still watch it, you still get that same chill kind of thing. That's the first reaction. Followed by anger, and then confusion, and then fear again. And he's kind of just very pale and uh, visibly kind of shaking. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what to do. Despite how many times he had, you know, power fantasies about, you know, telling him what for or punching him in the face or whatever, suddenly he just feels like he's five years old again. It's for the rest of you, uh, you see it seconds after Trill sees him, but standing at the top of the stairs is a goblinoid man wearing what is essentially the Monopoly Man outfit. Um, very nicely made suit, wearing a top hat, has a monocle on. Uh, That's a terrifying thing. His his teeth are gleaming a like a very like neonish yellow. You you wouldn't like almost like he's wearing a grill, except he doesn't actually have gold on his teeth. Um, he's standing there. He's holding a cane in one in one hand and kind of leaning to that side. Um, his ears, like the big normal goblin ears, one of them is sticking out like a normal goblin ear does, but it kind of looks like the other one with either old age or maybe an injury or something kind of droops and flops down a little bit. Uh, and he's flanked at one side by a the the initial feeling that you get from seeing this person is that this is a bodyguard um there is a goliath that is standing next to him uh you do not recognize any of the tribal markings or anything like that on him crete when you're initially looking at him so he probably came from a different uh, tribe or a different time when Goliaths were refugees to this place. Um, but this is a hulking brute of a man who has a very hefty battle axe kind of over his back that he's carrying with him. Only appears to really be wearing a loincloth besides that. Well, well, well. I didn't actually believe it when Beyond Dark reached out to me, but it appears that the rumors were true. And which rumors would those be? Rumors that an old business partner's son was running around causing trouble. <laughs> business... B uh, business part business partner. Cree uh, stands up, grabs Trill. Mm -hmm. Uh, doesn't, and by grab I mean like full on hand, like his hands the size of his body. I'm assuming so. He just kind of like grabs him in one hand, lifts him up, says, "We're going to the bathroom now." Excuse me, <laughs> and walks away. 
Creed is heading towards the little boy's room. Um, okay. <laughs> to to get there, you would have to walk directly at Balak. Easy enough. Okay, so you are carrying Trill and walking towards Balak uh, to go down the stairs to where the bathroom is on the first floor. Um, the the Both Balak and the large brute of a man kind of move out of your way so that you guys can make your way to the stairs and start heading down. Balak's going to turn around and go, what just happened there? I Sweet mean, ladder. We're a bit surprised to see you here, and I'll look at Beyond Doctor. He's just got, got that, like, finance bro, I just sealed the deal look on his face. He's got the Elon Musk going on. Oh, come on. He's not that evil. <laughs> That's totally just Martin Shrelly. <laughs> yeah. This is like Elizabeth Holmes level, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, the two of you, what can, why, why are you trying to kill me? Wait, is he talking Wait. to us too, or did no, he go you to the table? Were, you two were gone. Okay, good. <laughs> because according to him, and I point at Beyond Doc with my thumb, you're behind the kidnapping and potential, no, not the kidnapping, the attempted murder of Crete's siblings. Who? The two the girls that are the daughters of the uh, the Goliath like area in the wheel. Kid, do you think I? You can see that he's like puzzled for a moment, and you go ahead and roll an insight. Thirteen. Even with a 13, you see confusion on his face at what you're saying. So what you're telling us here is my brother back here is full of shit. I I don't know what he heard, where he heard it, and he looks to Beyondock. I know that it came from your office because I some of your people aren't very tight-lipped. Things may be done about that, but I don't, never heard of a creed, and I don't care about any kid's sisters. I mean, do you guys realize how much money I have? I have influence in nearly every precinct. Oh, yeah. Which is why it made sense that you might have been someone with enough influence to do this. If it wasn't you, who would it be? In your offices. Do you know how much stuff comes through my office every week? I have more purchasing orders in a day than there are precincts.
I mean, that kind of sounds like you have a bit of a sloppy operation if someone can pose as you and carry out assassinations. How are you even going to assassinate somebody? I mean... And she's going to like think, be like... Uh, you, you think I work with them? Business is business. Isn't that right, brother? Yeah, 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 business is business, but dealing with them will get you kicked out of every precinct. Like, I would lose everything. Why would I, why would I ever do that? Only if you're caught. I don't, I don't think that you're listening very good. We live in a world where there's a zone of truth spell. Like, you can use it. I don't know, I don't know nothing about this. Uh, if I can just... Why don't you come sit down and let's have a meal and talk this out? We think that you were using it to get at Mistos. Who? You don't know anyone by the name of Mistos? No. I mean, like, what? Five years ago, there was that guy running around, like, doing it, like adventures and stuff. Like, that guy? I'm looking at Beyond Doc for his reaction to this stuff right now. Perception, uh, insight. Thirteen again. I will do likewise. I'm gonna like turn away from, uh, from Balak and just kind of like cross my arms over and just stare at my brother intently. All right, roll it. And rolled a 16. Both of you are looking at the inscrutable face of a guy who has been in a lot of negotiations. And we're going to cut away from you guys down to the, the bathroom, which is fucking opulent. You walk in and like everything inside is so well made and like it's just a very nice place to be. It's very airy in here. And kind of as you come around the corner, you see that there's just two toilets. But they're both empty. So no, Poop and Tom's not everywhere, guys. <clears throat> so the crate, yeah, just kind of like goes into the bathroom quickly kind of calmly does but is very quickly and then sets trill down in front of like a sink and uh or like a wash basin or whatever gets a little like water's hand and like kind of splashes it in his face and it's like i know this is going to be difficult for you but this is exactly the kind of moment you need you need to pull yourself together right now, right here. You're, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. I just, I need to, I need to calm down. I just need to. And Trill just runs past him into the, towards one of the toilets and just throws up. Good. Get it out now. I'm just glad it doesn't taste like like berries this time. 
The way I see it, you have a couple choices here. Mm -hmm. You can lose control, and you can try and get your revenge and probably die in the process. You kind of have to... Uh, you kind of have to have control first before you can really lose control. Uh, and, in case you haven't noticed, I'm not really someone who really has a lot of con- a lot of control about things. Mostly, usually, ever. That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Take some deep breaths. Oh God! Mm. More deep breaths. Hold on. Okay. Give me a second. Give me a second. Long. Deep breaths. Let them out slow. Give yourself a count. Four in. Wait, you said let it out slow, right? Because now I'm getting like... Six out. Okay. Okay. One. All right. Great. Crete begins casting a spell. Uh, You going to do anything about it, Troll? Repeat that because you were broken up. Oh, no, I'm not. All right. Okay. Create casts heroism on truck. <laughs> uh, let's see here. For the duration of the spell, uh, it's only going to be about a minute. But for the next minute, your trail is immune to being frightened. You get two temporary hit points. Uh, if I recall correctly, yeah, two temporary yep. points, and you're immune to being frightened. What does it What does it look like? How do you do it? So, uh, for Cree, it's very much like it's almost not even. It's not even like what you would call a spell or like a prayer. It's almost there's no sort of godliness to it. It's more like he sits down. Or like not kind of like kneels down in front of the trail and like to get on his level and like puts his hands on his shoulders and almost kind of like a like a like a football coach or or you know like any kind of like sports mentor he's like leans in puts their heads together and he just basically talks trill through like this is your moment this is the time in which you can stand up and be better than you know than where you've come from and you have an opportunity to grow from this experience and this is going to be your moment and that's it it's it's kind of like a weird version of a pep talk uh you know but it comes like halfway, with this you know it's like halfway through the pep talk that you got a little bit of vomit on your sweater already i was forgetting <laughs> no, he hasn't had his mom's spaghetti in a long time. Uh, really go for it right now. Um, Cheryl kind of sits back against the wall and just kind of, you know, slowly, you know, breathes. And he's like, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Now clean yourself up and let's go back. Yeah. Mm. Oh, thank God I didn't get on the on my shirt. This is nice as a pair of clothes I own. Where's the water? Oh, here. Okay. Why don't you just uh, use your spells? You you I notice? I'm not more in a bathroom. I that... right to use water. 
that as you go to like get the water to clean yourself off, you look back down and like the spot on your clothes is gone. Nice. Man, that guy's pretty darn good. This is a nice suit. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> it's fine. It's fine. Um, he probably doesn't even remember um, me. It doesn't matter if he does or not. Yeah. Who gives a shit about him? This is about you. This is a, this is a moment for you to sit at the table mm-hmm. and, and be equals. All right, let's go. Yes, yes, let's go. And then he'll just sort of shuffle chill out the door back up and lead him back yeah. upstairs. Joel yeah, walks back. You're walking, you're not flying? Mm-hmm. All right, as you guys get back to the top of the stairs, the conversation that had been having is just kind of wrapping up at that point where I broke off. Uh, at the sound of you guys starting to come up the stairs, both Balak and the Goliath will make their way to seats at the table, kind of across from where Beyond Dock is. All right. Well, wait. They're uh, they're sitting across from Beyond Dock. Yep. So right. everyone, but the two of you who just walked upstairs, are sitting down right now. All right. There's two well, seats left. One of them is right next to uh, Balak, and then the other one is one seat away from that. All right. Uh, unless uh, Crete is moving faster than me, which I don't think he... Well, I don't know if he is or not. I was going to take the one one seat away from him. No. Crete will let Trill take that. Let him dictate his seat. And then Crate will take the, the last seat. So you're the one whose sisters I'm supposed to have been uh, killing. Word is you have a hand in it. Do you? Do you have any other word besides from this guy? No. Then would you trust this guy? I mean, fucking look at him. I honestly wouldn't trust anybody in a position of power in this place. Well, you definitely can't trust him because it sounds like my brother said we were going to try and kill you, and that's not what we were trying to do. We were actually trying to get Hey, 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 hey. Now, you all said that you were trying to do some kind of plan to, like, ambush him when we were hanging out before. That's all I told him. To get answers? I did not lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crete will look around the the restaurant. There's no one else on this floor. There's no one else on this floor? No one. Okay. He will, without really kind of looking at uh, uh, Balak, he'll just say, so did you or did you not hire Nevix to kill my sisters? Uh, both Balak and the Brute stand up and immediately go to leave.
crease stands. Uh, so you're running? Are you admitting that? I'm not standing anywhere that name has been mentioned. It's going to follow you. Good for it. I'm not going to be here. Until you clear your name, it's going to follow you. Good luck, then. And the two of them start heading towards the stairs. When he gets to the top of the stairs, Balak stops for just a moment. When I uh, get to town, I'll say hi to Nasia for you. He winks at Trill, and he walks down the stairs. Trill's head just kind of hits the table. Well, I think that went great. <laughs> and so what the hell did you get out of that? A uh, lot of money, a new storefront down towards the Southern Kingdoms that I didn't have before, a uh, couple of debts wiped, and he's going to help me find my assistant. Why did you even bother me having us meet him? Because I figured that everyone could get together and have a conversation and y'all could just sort it out. I would make money kind of on both sides here, but then he talked about that name that we don't talk about. And so, you know, I'm going to go too. Uh, but you guys need to get back home. So, like, do you want to come with me so I can get you guys out of here real quick? Wait, or... wait, 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 wait. Why the hell is everyone so afraid of you? Guys are all so powerful. You, you're some of the wealthiest people in this everywhere. Why are you so afraid of this one name? I mean, it's not like he can hear you. Yeah. Huh? Have you forgotten everything that I told you about them? Yes. Mostly. Beyond Duck has now stood up. Hey, hey. We still want our food. We'll get it to mm -hmm. go. Come on. Come on. We'll get it to go. All right. We get the order. You guys get to the bottom of the stairs. Uh, Balak is nowhere in sight when you get down there. The waiter who was working with you guys before comes back and he goes, Grilled cheese! We've done it! And you see that it looks like a block of cheese that has been grilled literally on each side and stuffed between two pieces of bread. There you go. Starts eating it. Uh, they also bring out a bevy of other sandwiches that all look very delicious, but have somewhat indistinct properties to them. They I look like some kind of meat and cheese sandwiches. I ordered a specific one. They hand you that one. It, it, you see that it is the same one that they hand Beyond Duck. Very good. And my drink? Oh, I'm, we don't have to-go cups. I'm so sorry. Well, do you have a glass right now? Are you going to take it if I give it to you? Because they take that from no. my pay. No, I won't. I'll just pour it in the glass right now. She, or, or he looks super nervous, looks around for a second for where the closest glass of wine is, which happens to be in someone's hand at a table nearby, walks over, takes it from them, and brings it to you. 
thank you kindly. And she's going to chug the whole thing. Oh, that's really more of a sipping wine. It is, and it's gone. And it's gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys quickly Pretty make good. your way with the assistance of a native back through this place, and it takes you minutes to make it back to Beyond Doc's office. Uh, um, how long have we been in the restaurant? Uh, probably in total five, ten minutes at that. We're going to hang around town a little longer. So how do we get back home? With me right now, or find your own way back? Because, like, I got things to do, and normally I would have my assistant wait here, and, like, literally just stand here and wait here, and then open the door for you later. But, you know, he's not around right now, so it's kind of on me, and I'm not going to wait around for you. Well, okay, fine. How would we get home ourselves then? Um, Maven's Accord on foot, you yeah. know. It's about uh, half a month's travel. Can you, can you give us like 30 minutes? He kind of like looks up at the sun for a moment, looks down, goes, <sighs> I mean, yeah, I did kind of screw you guys. I'll give you, I'll give you 30 minutes, but uh, after that, I'm getting out of here. Girl's gonna take a seat on the whatever, like the curb there, and start eating a sandwich. All right, I'll be back. You got oh. the map. Trill just hand uh, hands it to her. Doesn't say anything. Yeah, give him the map. I'm staying Thanks. here. Uh, crawl just heads back to the the um, clothier. Uh, survival with advantage. You're looking to beat 10. Twenty-three. Twenty-three beats ten. Yeah, you <laughs> you make your way back there. Now that you've you've been there and back, you you kind of like catch sight of some new landmarks to be able to guide yourself faster. You cut across a couple of different alleyways that now that you know what to look for with them, because they kind of blend in with the area um, that you're able to to cut through, and you make your way all the way over to uh, Files Fineries in Old Hollis. All right, I just walk to the door and knock. Silence for a minute. And then the door opens, and you see Veronica. Oh, you're, Veronica. Um, you're back early. I am. How long do you think it's going to be for that? Oh, um, well, he'd said two hours, so it's generally how long it takes. I mean, I could right, go right. ask it. But how but, long is left? Uh, you left like 20 minutes ago, 25 minutes ago. Would you ask him? Beyond Doc is um, a bit uh, on schedule, and we have to leave the 
precinct. Oh, do you need us to like deliver it to you somewhere? That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you could have it delivered. Of course, on Beyond Docs tab. Oh, um, yeah, we can do that. Uh, where should we send it? Um, it's the precinct is the wheel. It's the okay. place that, with all the cheese. You've heard of it? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that place. If you can have it delivered to the Ambassadors Guild, attention, crawl. Okay, I will let him know, and we'll get it sent out as soon as it's done. Um, you know, it could take a little while to get there, but we'll, understandable. We'll get, it, we'll get it to you as soon as we can. Thank you. And I'm just going to like bow and turn off and head back. Bye. Goodbye. Close, closes the door. Uh, with that 23 from before, you're equally speedy in getting your way back there. Uh, those other three of you, while you're just kind of hanging about, uh, Beyondock has just gone in and is sitting in his office right now. What are the three of you doing? I know that Trill is munching on his cheese sandwich. Staring off into nothing. Fire is going to kind of go pester him a little bit, and she's like, so pretty sure I should be getting royalties for using my name and likeness. Oh, no, 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 sister. Oh, no, no. Uh, you remember back when we were like, oh, God. I think I think that was when we were staying in Dresalia province for like a month, and we were kids, and you and I opened up that like lemonade shop. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, when you signed that business paperwork when we were starting oh, everything up. God. You sign your likenesses for a perpetuity over to me. Right in the paperwork. You didn't even read it. You just said, yeah, let's open a lemonade stand. You just signed your name. You didn't even read it. I, I took that thing to four lawyers. I hate you. Huh? Well, one of us was business savvy young, kid. I'm going my sandwich now. Yeah, yeah, it's a good sandwich, though, right? Tolerable. I, I brought in a new tailor at your place. It, it is a really good tailor. I mean, it's not like I'm rubbing your, your name through the mud or nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I opened for Essie, right? No, what? You see these guys gets this big smile on his face. There's an orphanage with her name on it. Hmm. Yeah, those kids that they send up here, the ones that live down south that don't have like families and stuff, they, they send yeah. them, we send them and live, live at the orphanage for a little while before they figure out where they're going to go. And did she also sign a contract like I did? Oh, like, she seemed into it, actually. Like, I, I was doing it as a joke because, like, you know, she said she never wanted no kids, but, like... I thought it was funny. She doesn't want no kids. Now she got an orphanage. She gets all these kids. But she was like really into it for some reason. <laughs> so how much did you cost me? Quite a bit. Figures. Figures. Probably have to sell something. All right. Um... I mean, come on, it was expected. I mean, yeah, I, I knew what was happening when you come to town. Like I put I put a million aside just for damages from you. How many fights did you get into out there? 
None. If you see that, like, all of the evil continents of this guy is gone. He's just sitting here, like, bullshitting with his sister. Uh, and this is about when Crawl would be rolling up. I mean, Creed, what, Creed, what are you doing outside with uh, Trill while he's rolling up? What? I've got three cheese, grilled cheese sandwiches to eat. Oh, I figured they would be gone already. <laughs> just two dudes sitting on the curb munching on sandwiches. I mean, he's... It's not like he's been hungry. I mean, I think I eat recently anyway, so he's he's probably just chilling and eating punch slowly. Like this is literally just like two guys sitting on like in super fancy suits sitting on the side of the road eating blocks sandwiches. of cheese blocks of cheese in between bread. Like yeah, th- there I'm, is there is ten times too much cheese there. I mean, not really. Crete loves cheese, but I mean, you do do come from the wheel, so it's probably enough for you guys. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we're just like eating in in solitude, like two dapper men eating sandwiches on the side of the street. This is like the three in the morning, Las Vegas, you know, eating a sandwich so you're not too hungover in the morning (laughs) kind of thing on the side of the street. All right. Uh, So that, that is the site that you come up to, Crawl. Crawl is not surprised. Crawl just comes up. Did he leave yet? No. Good. Let me go see if I can get any information out of him before we get sent home. You walk inside at that point, I'm guessing? Yep. Ah, good, good. Finally, back here. Okay. All right, everybody ready to go? I got a question for you first. Oh, this guy with questions. Listen, listen. You kind of screwed us over here pretty hard. Look. Do I owe you something? I think you owe me the answer to this question. Sure. Okay. What's your question? Who did you get the information from so that we can try to track this down? About. Oh. Well. Alex's secretary's on pay. What's their name? Uh, I will give you her name, but you cannot have anything bad come to her if they, if I give you her name. I mean, I'm not going to hurt her. Okay, well, how trustworthy is she? I mean... She's trustworthy. You immediately know that that was way too quick and way too affirmative of an answer from Beyond Dark File. That doesn't add up. He's either lying or he's sleeping with her. Roll me an insight. I I didn't see that file. It's... Oh, okay. I, I, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll roll uh, an insight. Yeah, roll an insight. 16. Yeah, that he is stopping this lady. I don't know, brother. That does not add up. I mean, that bit of information you had, like, it sounded like pretty sure it came across his desk. And if you trust this person and it wasn't actually him, I mean. She's trustworthy, Fio. Uh-huh. Uh, Trill, at this point, I assume, has also come back inside. And he's just going to chime in. Uh, you, 
you can always assume that Bellic's lying. Even when he doesn't really have much to gain from it. That's just kind of the, you know, the power dynamic, how to control things. If you're the only person who knows you're lying, then you always have one leg up. You seem pretty honest to me. Well, yeah, because he lies all the time. Lying in is his honesty. If he's telling the truth, it's going to come across like he's fibbing because, you know, he's not used to it. I think you might be a little jaded. Um, you got a very, very sad little friend. Yeah. You're a sad little boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't get the order that I wanted, but the sandwich was still good. It was delicious. That was a great recommendation. Yeah, right? Like, it's just something about eating an animal that you can't actually find anymore. So, what's her, what's her name? What, the animal? No. Oh. Sorry. He kind of, like, walks around. He's, he's sitting seated at his desk, and he stands up, walks across the room over to one of the bookshelves that's on the wall, uh, kind of near where the door to the <laughs> stairway is. And he moves some books out of the way, and he reaches back, and he pulls a picture out. Uh, that that he had had done um, of himself with what looks to you to be a water genasi. Um, and as he's sitting there and he's kind of holding the, the picture, he looks to you, because you, you were asking him the question, uh, Crawl, and he goes, her name is Stephanie Elementus. <laughs> that her? Yeah. A gesture to the picture. Does he like? Is he like holding it to us? Or no? He's he's kind of looking at it, but at an angle that you and probably Fio can see it. All right. I uh, I turn into her. Oh God. I'm like this, right? I look at Fio. He looks at mm-hmm. you and he goes, mm, "It's close, but it's not right." Close enough to find her. Why is she a secretary? Um, well, she's Elementus family, so, you know, big money. Yeah, exactly. A while ago, um, she decided she wanted to go into business for herself. And the business that she went into was an alchemy shop that she decided she wanted to open up for herself. And when Ballot came in, the offer was too good. And so she sold it to him. And Mm. ever since then, she's kind of been working her way up his ranks. And now she's his secretary. Uh, Besides his his assistant and uh, his bodyguard, like, she's, she's pretty high up in the company. Hmm. Shift back to crawl. Well, is there anything else you wanted to ask him, or can we get the hell out of here? I'm ready to go. Great. She, uh, she'll be there in two days. That's uh, 
That's why I had them install the door in the wheel, actually. I finding out about you afterwards was kind of a surprise fire, like to be honest. But um, make sure nothing happens to her. She should be safe, unless she's the one who's trying to kill Crete's sisters. Yeah, that girl doesn't have any bad water in her. Why is she with you? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. It is a very good question, kid. Uh, She actually thinks that there's good in me. Uh, She actually didn't give me the time of day until uh, she found out about the the orphanage that I opened as a joke on Essie, and then we started talking. But uh, yeah, she's uh, one of those philanthropists. She, she, She makes money, but then she spends it on like the community like what, what are you doing mm-hmm. match made in heaven yeah, why Why are you into this woman she is clearly against everything you stand for yeah but isn't there something so good about being with somebody you're told you're not right for a little bit of that steam when fire meets water you know what I'm saying Yeah, it's great. Like... Yes. Pretty sure you got to be in here before we can leave, so we can close the door. Okay. Crete steps in. Yeah, Did that... you actually eat all three of those sandwiches? Yes. Why would you think he didn't? It's. Did you see how much cheese was on those? Do you see how big he is compared to you? Well, yeah, I guess. Did you see how big he is compared to you at the sauna? <sighs> yeah. Fire Be- nuts. <laughs> Beyond Doc looks very puzzled. <clears throat> puts his picture back. Puts the books back in place. Kind of... <clears throat> Alright. But, uh... Yeah, like I said. I, I know the information is legit. Yeah, whatever he says may be what it may be. Um, didn't seem like he was lying to me, though. And that's kind of why I didn't feel bad about screwing you guys. Because like I said, Alex's a straight-up guy. Uh, I don't see him doing this. It might not be him. Just someone in his organization. Yep, yep. So we're going to have to talk to Stephanie. Uh... He leans into Fayo. Tell her that her hair smells of, of lilacs. She'll know to trust you. <sighs> okay. He kind of leans back. Alright, let's get you guys out of my office so you can stop. Uh, well, I guess you do look better than when you showed up. Hey, look at me. You're fixing up the, the pores everywhere I go, right? Closes the door, puts the key in it. Whole building rumbles, he opens it back up, and you guys are back in the wheel. Ah, home sweet home. So it's only been like an hour or two, right? Yeah, it has not been very long. I know, and I only like rack you up like what? 250,000 gold? I mean, that's pretty good. Okay, love you, bye. Good to see you. Slams the door.
surprised you actually said you loved him. Oh, I didn't mean it. But did you hear what he said earlier? Apparently, whenever I'm in town, he puts a million aside for what havoc I might get into. I mean, only when he invites you along. Yeah. Pro probably, yeah. Uh, what should we go have a chat in the uh, in the old office? Yeah, and um, Creed will call Shale over. I also call for Corbin. Oh, oh, Corbin, yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. She's gonna turn over her shoulder and like open up the door and make sure the office is gone. It appears to be a regular old, like, wooden desk, like, nothing opulent, nothing fancy, clearly not connected anymore. Okay. Um, let's go outside. Just, 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 paranoid, paranoid. Come on. Outside. Um, you are outside. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Do you mean, good. Do you mean away from the Westies? <laughs> oh, just a, a little away from the office door. Okay, you guys want kind of walk around the corner to where you previously made a delivery man shit his pants. <laughs> Perfect. So, a certain parent of mine? Remember us seeing him in a certain market around here? Ah, could Colin find him? Oh, um, if he's here, probably. Yeah. I mean... Gosh, that was like, hmm. Still within an hour. That was, was a day Goliath. ago that you saw. Oh, it was. Oh yes, shit! <laughs> it was the previous day that you saw this. Okay. okay. Hmm. I mean, maybe you can just keep an eye out for him. Sure, sure. I will. Uh, just I'll. I mean, can I just go to a corner and transform into her dad? If you want. And be like Corbin. Look out for this guy. Uh, you reach. Face. You you do reach out to Corbin. I didn't want to interrupt what was going on. Uh, Shale is on his way immediately. Doesn't seem to say anything to you. Uh, when you reach out to Corbin, he goes, "Oh, you're back. Uh, hey, while you were gone, uh, or whatever was going on, uh, one of the Soprano boys came by. They said that everything is in place and ready to go. Perfect. Thanks." Are we still doing that? Might as well. We'll just, uh, we have a new target of the secretary instead of Balak. Well, we could just go up to her. Yeah, but we also could, you know, break one of their wheels, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Falls out of the carriage. It'll be funny. You know, I mean, if, Balak, if Balak is teleporting into the wheel, then I imagine anybody who is coming with him is likely traveling the same way. No, somebody said the teleportation was going to be turned off. Uh, that was told. That to was you. only if Bev won the duel and if she lost. Bev won the duel and Bev lost. Oh, right. Mm. So we might have to call the whole thing off. Not necessarily. Just fine. Mm -hmm. Where? We can just go to the function where she's probably going to be and take her to the side and ask her some questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as that. 
Crate will um, pull out his sketchbook and do some rough sketches of the um, uh, of the markings the Goliath bodyguard had. Uh, roll. That's a, that's that's fun. Uh, roll me a wisdom check. Can I add proficiency with my painter's supplies? This is to remember if you'd like to remember what they looked like, because he was not there for very long. Mm, okay. Hmm. All right. Button. That is a dirty twenty. Yes, you immediately start sketching them out uh, and getting all of the different markings and whatnot down. Um, you very quickly have kind of a uh, like a composite sketch that they would do of like you know a, a, a criminal or something like that of kind of the upper chest and like head of this guy and like where all of his tattoos and stuff like that were and kind of what, like what the patterns looked like. Uh, that is going to take you like 15, 20 minutes to get done though. So like, are you doing that on the move? Uh, if he's, if it's going to take him a while, then yeah, he would just like mount shale and then tell shale to follow the rest of the gang while okay. he's doing this. Now I, I really need you to describe this to me because my mind immediately went to like you laying on your back across shale with the sketchbook above your head, drawing the picture with a leg dangling off. And I'm assuming that's not what you look like while you're doing this. What's that what your brain went first? Dude, I don't know, but that is the <laughs> first thing I imagined. It was like the most childish uh, pose ever for coloring books. I mean, I don't know if shale is even that big, uh, to hold Crete like that. Uh, not that, that he wouldn't sit like that, but just that seems like something you could you could lay down on shale. Oh, sweet! I uh, will take note of that. Uh, it's most likely like he will sort of sit side saddle at first and okay. like prop his leg up and let give him a good flat space to like do his sketches. Yep, yep, kind of and, a thing. And when shale realizes kind of what you're trying to do, you realize that his footsteps get much softer when he's hitting, so it's jostling you a lot less. Uh, Crete will like give him a like a love tap, kind of like a a thump thump, like thanks, buddy. I still want to be painted in the blood of my foes. We'll work on it. You don't have any foes, by the way. Do we all yeah. hear the hear him talk, or just Crete? No, no, just goes Crete talks out loud. Yeah, Crete talks out loud to him, but Shale speaks tele telepathically into his head. Uh, everyone who is not your ally is my foe. That's not true. Just because people aren't my ally doesn't mean that they're your foe. I'll tell you who your foes are, and then we will get some blood. Okay. Ooh, can you kill my brother? Well, you need no. blood? What? Uh, what? What do you need blood for? Oh, Shale wants a new coat of paint. Oh, I mean, why don't you just paint him red? I mean, we'll we'll work on something. I'm sure we can start somewhere. Um, in the meantime, actually, I do have this really good shade of blue. 
How about this stuff? You hold the the crystal blue paint out for Shale to see. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. Alright, I'll see. Uh, that is a 19. Uh, with a 19, you definitely land on your feet. Uh, but you have just been completely bucked off of Shale as he goes, That's it! That's the one! <laughs> okay. Alright, buddy. We'll work on it. You know, put that paint back. Uh, roll me a perception. State based. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ha! Another dirty twenty. Shale definitely made sure to watch which pocket you put that paint in. Oh, actually, I'm assuming you put it in the bag. So yeah, he definitely yeah. he he eyes the bag, and he's <laughs> eyeing the bag as you remount him, and then he turns his head back and continues walking. Uh, as you guys are making your way through, you're now kind of away. So, Fio, this would be, you know, you I know you already started talking a little bit about stuff, but if you, if you guys still had anything else to chat about, you would, would now be, you know, free to do so. Also, we should probably get out of these clothes. We kind of stick out a bit here. So much. You guys stand out so much right now. Damn, maybe we should have changed in the office before coming out. Are there rules against nudity in the wheel? There's really no rules unless somebody gets mad about it and challenges you to do something about it. Alright, Crawl just changes on the way. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Uh, Chill takes off his jacket and just holds it over his arm. Yeah, Fire's gonna take off her her blazer and then her really nice silk shirt and then kind of throw her not so nice shirt on and then just pull the rest up under her arm. Did you, are you still wearing the super nice vest or is that also taken off? Because that was also on your list of things that you request. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the vest. And, yeah, okay. And the gem covered clutch. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the clutch, clutch it. So it's in my yeah, hand. So you like wrap it um, everything else around it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, blazers <laughs> off, and then yeah, I'm gonna have to take the vest off, and then yeah, we're gonna take the silk silk shirt off. I've still got the little uh, scarf on. Yep, and the hat, and the fancy pants, and the belt. But by the yeah. way, could we have all request requested jewelry? Yeah. Oh, so I'm asking file. <laughs> this this was special add-on. Vincenzo surprised me. Vincenzo, oh, you didn't ask for it. No. Are you sure it's from Vincenzo and not uh, your brother? <laughs> hmm. Um. Do I? One second. I can identify very, it when we get back if you want. Suspicious. Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. There's nothing magical about this. Hmm. 
maybe a false alarm, but yes, let's let's identify this when we. None, in with the detect magic, none of the clothes have any kind of magical effect on them. Okay, so I'm thinking uh, like, oh, he's put a tracer po- on it. Point point of order: when you guys came through back into the wheel, and you guys were no longer in Hollis, the wristbands that were on your wrists uh, crumbled into dust and fell off. Oh. Oh, hey, wasn't there a magical property about um, you got the vomit? Okay, I didn't know that, though, so. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep going. In the bathroom or basically the entire city from what it sounds like. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I can't take my hat off. I mean, where else am I going to put that? So, yeah. I'm just gonna look half weird. I mean, don't 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 a couple of you have like bags of holding? Oh yeah, dude. I have been wondering about that since somebody said that they had to carry their clothes around, but I wasn't gonna say anything. Wait, wait, wait Crete just assumes. Oh, that's right. They several of you have bags of holding. Yeah, no, just my bandolier. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm gonna open up and see how I can like if I can like slowly stuff all the everything it, in there. It all pops in. Ooh. Oh, but I love the hat so much. Hey, I'm gonna shut the clutch in there next. Goes in just fine. Oh, but we stick out so badly. You know, like I miss that life. You're, I miss all of that. You're, you're Mountain you're Inferno. You stick in, out anyway. Yeah, you're in a <sighs> town where you guys are actually a hot ticket arena fighting t- team. You have somebody who is on a staple food that is now being produced here. Mm-hmm. You have a literal ambassador from the, the wheel running around with you guys. <laughs> like, you stick okay. out anyway. Wear a hat if you want, girl. Okay, I'm wearing a hat. But, Yeah. I do miss all that, but then, like, mm-hmm. spending, like, that amount of time with him, I don't miss it that much. Yeah, I know. Suddenly I feel like I'm an imposter in these clothes, and I was going to take them off, too. And I realized I actually left my clothes at the tailor. Oh, no. And I don't think I have any other. So now I need to buy oh, clothes. Wear your suit. Wear it. You should. You should wear it. I think you should have Anita see you in it. Ooh, yes. Also, these new clothes are going to be great for the uh, ball thing that we have to go to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, mm. that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's going to, at least we, now we don't have to worry about, you know, what we're going to wear. That's good. I just have to worry about what I'm going to wear, you know, every other day. Damn, I like those. We can find you some some rags to wear. You'll be fine. No, it doesn't have to be rags. Wasn't are there are there runner services in the wheel to like deliver messages or packages or something? Yeah. Yes. You've are they like had somebody deliver things to you? Well, yeah, that was that was some dude who worked for. The Orzov. I don't know if that was specific to Orzov or something else, but uh, it was he was contracted to Orzov, but he was Maven's Accord. How are how hard is it to spot these people? Like, is it are they like at every corner? Or like, 
you guys heading the way you're heading to get back to the Dragon's Lagon would certainly walk past at least two or three of these people. Okay. That's all I needed to know. All right. Uh, everybody who is paying attention has the head on a swivel, listening to kind of what's going on around town as you guys are making your way back to Dragon's Flag, and please roll me perception. Yeah, Trill's definitely in heads not on a swivel. Instead of staring up now, he's staring at the ground. Apparently, I'm thinking more about my hat with a nine. I presume this is more of a general perception and not it, a visual one. Correct. Okay. I got a 13. I got a 14, and Corbin got an 18. Uh, again, like last time when you guys were meandering through, it is Corbin who brings you guys a little bit of news this time. Uh, it seems that not only has Bev lost her fight, but since you guys have been gone, Driscoll has lost his position as arena master. Oh, Jesus Christ. shit. Oh, shit. We need to get back to the Dragon's Flag and, and talk to the staff and see what's going on. Yeah. Wait, how long has it been since we left? Are they still pissed about you teaching him how to set fires? And don't worry about that. Maybe Merrick's back there as well? Ugh. This could be really bad. This could be really bad. Alright, so you guys continue heading back to the Dragon's Flagon? Yep. Mm -hmm. Alright, you guys get back to the Dragon's Flagon. Uh, you see as you roll up outside, uh, Leroy does not appear to be standing anywhere near the stables. Uh, getting a bad feeling. That's all right. Does the dragon's flag look different? Uh, it does not look as happening as it normally would at this time of night because you guys are starting to come back now and it's beginning to be evening time. I'm just glad it's a quiet night. Does it look open? Lights are on. Okay. Cradle hop off and uh, ask Shale to. Um, take it easy outside. He just lays uh, down and becomes boulder number two. All right. Creed will head in. You uh, walk inside yeah, and uh, who else? Anybody else following? Yeah, yeah. I'm going in. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> you see that uh, Anita and Pauline are both sitting at a table with Rupert. Uh, the three gyms all seem to be sitting at another table playing a card game, and everybody just kind of seems to be talking to one another. Pauline? Oh, hey, hon. Um, I'm sure y'all have heard by now. Uh, yeah? What, what happened here? Well, there's been some changes. Um, we are we are going to be getting kicked out. 
What? By who? There is a new arena master, um, a Goliath man named Bresic, and he has ordered all non-Goliaths to vacate from the wheel uh, by the end of next week. What the hell? What the hell, Crete? Wait, but, but, but the, but the, but the Goliaths live on the rim. What they want us out of the town too? Uh, apparently, there were some hardliners uh, among the Goliaths, and <sighs> all of this going on is all they needed to kick up enough of a reason for them to come down here and make a challenge. And um, with Bev out of the way, Driscoll didn't have anybody to fight for him. Uh, so he reached out to Muntuntun Bun to come in and fight for him, and he lost. And um, we're all just kind of dealing with that right now. Wait, Muntuntun Bun lost too? Yeah, Resic took him down. Well, shit. What's Merrick doing? Fai's going to sit down with them. Um, last we heard from him, hun, he was he made his he, he had gotten to the the casino Imperial, and um, you know he had tracked down the girls, but he was trying to get them back to where they were going to be safe. And uh, that's we haven't we haven't talked to him since the last time we really. It's probably about five, ten minutes after y'all left last time he sent a sending message. But, I mean, can't... Bev, Bev, Bev can challenge him again, right? Nobody has seen her since she lost. Isn't that suspicious? I mean, she never loses. Who is... Uh, there has to be something else we could do, right? What about Zonk? Zonk! He never loses! I mean, you could try and go find him. Um, I know a lot of people are already starting to try and make plans on where they're going and, and whatnot. I mean, we got a little bit of time to figure it out. The Guardians are being real helpful and all, offering to move our things for us. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's strange that we're going to be moving out of here. And, if you know, I tried reaching out to Merrick about it, but I haven't gotten anything back from him. Yeah. <sighs> What do I remember about Rusik? He is your mom's personal bodyguard. He is not assigned or chosen by your mother. Uh, the council essentially elects whoever the highest standing um, follower of the order is. And this, this, this person has always been... Their position in Goliath society is to make sure that Grace herself and the council are safe, despite any choices that the council might make. So he, he's supposed to act as kind of a check or a balancing force to your mother's power. Um, he has always been like a real hard line D 
did not like Mistos, does not like that you are going down and, and interacting with people down there, really does not want the trade station to be open. Um, you know, he was very vocal and it essentially took all of the points that your mother has always had in your conversations with her where you've wanted her to open more things up and she's been a little bit conservative about it and really taken it to an extreme. Um, you know, he is he is the hardliner. He is that even though the Goliath are here, this isn't their land as long as other people are living here. And they've taken our land before they forced us out of the places that we lived. We're not going to stand for it anymore. And we have the, the might to do this. And now you don't know anything about what's going on outside of what you've found out, but you at this point don't have any idea if Resic did this on his own, if he did this with your mother's permission, if you, you don't know anything. You know, if Manta's still at her home on the bridge. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not, she's not a Goliath, so I'm assuming they're going to ask ask her to move too. I'm, I got to go see if I can talk to her. Oh, God, um, you guys, you guys going to stay here? I have to go see my mother. Um, uh, what do we, what do we, what do we, what do we, what do we do? Well, I talked to Manta first. She was the former champion. Mm -hmm. She was never like in uh, like um, in a position where she was the, an arena master. She was always just a very good fighter and championed for people. Uh, but the only former arena champion oh, that's right, that you that's guys right. know is Muntun Tanbun and Bev. That's right. So wait, who's the new arena master now? Is it Resic? Yeah, he's... he's the arena master and the champion. Yeah, is that normal? People can fight for themselves, huh? Hmm. <laughs> if Crete ever got challenged, it's not like he'd go and ask somebody else to fight for him, would he? No, I mean, some people can't fight though, and they need champions, and that's why it's allowed. But it's not like it's default. Mm-hmm. Two people are in a conflict. Those are the two people who should really be solving it. If somebody wants to be a champion, then they can be. But I'm curious. I mean, if it's if Resic is, he's telling we us we all have to leave, right? So couldn't everyone in the town then challenge Resic at the same time? Because he's technically forcing all of us to do something we don't want to do. So can't we use that as a challenge? And basically, he would have to fight everyone in town at once. I mean. He wouldn't have to fight everyone, but he, I mean, we could try something like that. But look, but he also has to accept the terms. There's a, a reason why the position of arena master is as protected as it is, and for folk, folks like us, we got a long time of peace and and no turmoil of constantly changing arena masters, and we liked it that way. Driscoll wasn't clean, but he wasn't too dirty. And Resic won because he beat Muntun Tunbun, and no one could beat him before Bev. 
So if any of us fight him, it's unlikely we would be able to beat him because they would all be individual challenges and he would get healed up in between. So unless you all know somebody who you think could beat him, he's it right now. What a... Joe, go talk to your mom. Crawl, go talk um, to your friend. Crete, I don't know if you want to go talk to your people or not. I'm going to stay here and we're going to talk about other districts we can go to. I know I, I, I know about a few districts. I'll think about which ones might be best too, but I got to go talk to Manta and then... Yeah, go for it. I could potentially have a solution, but I don't want to I don't, it's risky. And like as those, I don't know if everyone's going to uh, disperse, but then uh, Fire's kind of like going to like go into like business mode. It's like, Pauline, I know this is going to be a big change, but don't worry. Like I've moved districts several many times. Some because I wanted to, some because I was not welcome anymore. And yes, it's always an adjustment, but you can make it through. Now, Yes, you're not going to have this place anymore, but you do have services and commodities and resources, and you've got the fairy pies. We were just um, you out see with my that brother, she reaches and a hand out. You see that she reaches a hand out and places it on top of yours, and she goes, Oh, no, no. You, that's not what we're worried about. You, more than anyone else here, knows what we're worried about if we have to leave this place. Where's Leroy? We didn't want him getting caught up in everything with everything today, so we paid him for the day and told him he could go home. Not many patrons tonight, as you can see. <clears throat> what about... Um, I need to go speak with my mother. Oh, never mind. Crawl's gone at this point. All right, so at, just to make sure everybody else before Crawl is leaving, as he's going to leave, would anybody else like to stop Crawl or say anything to him? Um. Nope. Well, uh, no. No. Trill's kind of just trying to run through anyone he knows that he thinks could beat him. The only other names he could think of is Merrick Drogan or maybe Mistos, but he doesn't really know what Mistos' strength is. So, All right. Uh, so you Riddle. make the way out, crawl, and you start heading uh, to the southwest. Uh, three of you that are left, uh, who's leaving next, if anybody's leaving? Crete. Uh, Kind of turns around to Trill and says, Trill, when you see your mother, you bring her here. Huh? Oh, yeah. Bring maybe her I'll to go, the flagon. I'll go uh, get her now, I guess. Uh, just in case, you know, she hasn't heard it. I'm not sure. She might have been inside working on uh, her trinkets and things. Anytime this kind of thing happens, there's a lot of unrest. Yeah. This could happen quickly. You need to secure her. This is about the safest place that I can think of. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna. I'll be. I'll be back, everyone. 
Uh, if I don't see you when you, if you leave before I get back, Crete. Um, yeah, good good luck. I'm going to talk to my mother and find out what else is going on with the Goliath, and then yeah. I will be coming back here. I think we all need to come back here and talk about next steps. Well, I mean, you I don't think have to leave, I have right? an idea. It doesn't matter if I need to leave or not. My people are the people of the wheel, not just the Goliath. I am not going to let this man stand and do this. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll be back. Uh, be prepared for worse. Uh, <laughs> How? You know, never mind. No. I'm not even going to ask, because if I haven't thought of it yet, I don't want to be thinking about it. And Trill's going to uh, flutter out. Alright, uh, are you going to say anything to your lady, darling, before you leave? Because she's been at the table this whole time. Apparently he stares dumbly at her. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Anita's just staring back at a dumb-faced trill. Mike was off. <laughs> um, uh, Anita, uh, I'm well. I'm. I'll be back soon again. But are you, are you okay? Like right now? Like physically or emotionally? I guess. I mean, like I'm. I'm okay. It's yeah. weird. Having my home like taken away from me, um, mm -hmm. I like came here and built everything up. So it kind of sucks that everything is gone now, and like, well, sucks, sucks even worse that like now we don't know what's gonna happen downstairs. You know? Yeah, but oh, right. But I mean, it's not over yet, right? This is just this is the challenge, and um, you know, we're, I mean, <laughs> we got the. Mountain Inferno here. We're going to figure out a way to do this. I mean, if the Goliath is too big for uh, Bev, well, we got another Goliath that can beat him. So, you know, we're not done yet. This is just, you know, step one. The big bad guy's just, you know, showing up at the start of the chapter. It wasn't like Goliath that beat Bev. Oh. Wait, who beat Bev? It was the Accord. It was this, oh. um... No, That's no. Right. Um, it was a champion for the Accord, actually. Um, mm -hmm. It was a, this Tabaxi. Um, I don't know. He was, he was there, and then he left. Yeah. And Bev hasn't been seen since. No. So then Montantanban took over the as arena champion. Well, I mean, when Driscoll got challenged when she was out of action, yeah, he needed a champion, so he went to the last person he worked with. So, Moresic probably wouldn't have been able to beat Bev. Nobody could beat Bev. So the fact that Bev was defeated by this tabaxi that disappeared as soon as the fight was over was almost perfectly timed. Huh. 
Is Merrick Drogan in? No, I said we haven't been able to get a hold of him, honey. Well, I didn't say it. Anita said it, but... Yeah, yeah. Also, Anita, a uh, question... Uh, never mind, never mind. Uh, I'll, later, we'll talk. Um, I need to go get my mother and make sure she's okay. I'll be, I'll be you back. See, you see she looks, she goes, is, is that a Vincenzo? Huh? Are you wearing Vincenzo right now? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks pretty good, right? I mean, it's not hanging bad on you. I know. Look at that. I know, the the, the dark blue. I mean, it, it wasn't my first choice, but, you know. Um, I mean, I don't mean to sound mean, but, like, I thought your family was, like, destitute. You know, how, did you, well. how did you afford that? Um... You know, it's part of being an adventurer. You make uh, friends in high places. Mm -hmm. you know, save a couple of uh, damsels in distress. Uh, rescue a couple of old wizards. You know, you didn't know old adventurer stuff. And, you know, along the way, you might get some fancy new clothes. Uh-huh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Good, and, anyway, I'll, good be, I'll be back. Good thing to spend your... Good, good thing to spend your money on, I guess. Well, it wasn't my money. It was, it was a gift. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't throw away money on like clothes like this. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I like good clothes, but I mean, there's more important things going on. There's much more important things going on around than my clothes. Um, so don't forget the clothes. Pretend like I'm not wearing clothes. Just leave them. You see her blush for just a second because you guys like started dating like I don't know a day or two ago, and you just told yep. her to imagine you without clothes. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I don't have to imagine. Uh, yeah. Do you say that out loud? Oh yeah, and then she just gives this like grin. Oh wait, you what? see that she looks at you for a second and then smirks and then quickly covers it up. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll be back. Just you guys. You should have left twenty right? minutes ago, bud. I know. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. All right. You're back. Uh, so he leaves. Crete, you're still there. Um, mm -hmm. So it's the, the two of you and the, the six aforementioned people. Uh, what are you guys doing left? I'm hanging out here with my gals. And maybe I will teach uh, Rupert a new spell. I get bored. Uh, uh, when you go to start trying to teach him a spell, Pauline immediately shuts that shit down. Hey, not uh, right now. Uh, oh, not but, right now. But. Hey, can I show you what I could get it to do now? Bob, please. Wait, can I, I promise that I won't use the firewood. It, this one is, you're going to love it. Because he's going to help tidy up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me show you what I can do first, Master. Uh, it is so uh, cool. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Go for it. Mage hand. And he puts both of his hands forward, and you see that the like you saw before that there were two hands that would appear that he was moving around and working with. Now it appears that not only are there two hands, but there are four arms attached to the hands. What? Yeah, hey. and I, can, I can move him around and I can have him like, watch this, watch this. And he goes over and he picks up a bottle of alcohol and pulls the cork off of it with the hands. 
It's so cool, right? Pull me a drink. Let's see how good you are. Okay, watch. And he moves it, and it's just like a person is walking over, grabbing a glass, pours the drink, carries it over, sets it down. Lovely. That is, I'm going to be honest here, pretty exceptional. I got to say, I have a pretty exceptional master. Oh, I you. am Rupert, apprentice to the greatest. Wait, what kind of wizard are you? Uh, I forget. A forgetful wizard in the world. Yeah. Enchantment. Oh, I. How do I do that? Oh yeah, I'm not teaching you any of that. Yeah. Oh man. So I have to be a better apprentice? I gotta keep trying, okay. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere, man. Bob, I'm gonna go to my room and work on my mage hand for a little bit. You see that Pauline just shakes her head at him and he runs off. I was gonna teach you how to clean. From upstairs you hear, mage hand! Oh. Okay, so cl the cleaning one's the next one, okay? So, you're gonna please love don't it. have him setting things on fire again. Um, it might do little, little, little fires. Just small. Uh, Creed, what are you doing? Uh, Creed kind of just like looks at Bio and Pauline. It's just really like, I'm going to be back as soon as I can. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do. I'll be honest. I've never had to actually fight Rusik. You have but I probably, will put myself on the line. You have probably seen him fight before on behalf of the Rim, and he was impressive. All right, I'll be back. And uh, Crete will head out uh, with a shell and say, like, we got to go as fast as you can. Get me to the wall. And then you will cover me in the blood of my enemies? Might have one soon. <laughs> Foes, point them out. And he takes off. Uh, so then as people are starting to make their way back, we're going to start wrapping this down. We're going to end this with one more quick scene here. Uh, as Crawl, who left first, is making his way back, he makes a small detour. Crawl, where do you head? I swing by the arena. All right. As you get over into the uh, area of the arena, you see that there is nearly no one in the bazaar marketplace right now. There's a few shops that are open that are really trying hard to attract the couple of people that are meandering through this area, but you've never seen it this empty. Um, there are not a whole lot of carts that are moving around in this area right now outside of carts that look like are being loaded with things by certain people. Um, other people are like 
standing around going, I don't know why anybody's loading up. It's not like we're, this is actually going to stand. You know, somebody's going to stand up and fight him. Bev will come back. Uh, and as you get over to the arena itself, uh, you see that the area that Zonk is normally in is empty. There are no bottles there. There's no sign of his little ta- uh, blanket that is kind of left there for him to cover himself with occasionally. Uh, the, the whole area out here <clears throat> is also different looking now. Uh, the banners that previously hung that had Driscoll Favar's face on them with that new pirate visage uh, are all gone, replaced with emblems of Crete's Goliath tribe, which you have seen previously when you've gone to the uh, Rim trading area where you met up with uh, Ronnie and his grandpa. The people who are working there are now wearing kind of gray-colored clothing. There appear to be a lot of Goliaths that are like walking with somebody wearing the coloration and like the garb of the people who work here. Um, essentially being taught how to do the job from whomever they're taking it from. I am going to where I had last seen Bev's brother. Okay, so you head up up the stairs to where the booth was, uh, because he was the one who was kind of sitting there taking all the information from the entrance, uh, and you see that sitting behind the table is not Bev's brother. There appears to be a a Goliath standing there with kind of a half-elf standing next to them. Have any of you seen Bev's brother? Oh, um, yeah, when... Lev. When we found out about what was going on, uh, Lev said that he needed to, to take off and to look into some things. Any idea where he went? Uh, no, I know that he does uh, have a place that's like in the uh, on the outskirts in the Newleys, uh, but no, if he's not here, I don't know really where where he would go. Okay, um, can you describe where his place is, just so I can swing by? He gives you a general description that is approximately here on the map where I am pinging. I don't see your pinging, but good enough. I'll head okay. to wherever you're telling me. Um, that's basically on the way to where I have to go anyway, kind of southwest. So, so you head, you follow, you take the directions. Uh, you get to kind of the area where you was, you were told that he lives, and it looks like it's a whole bunch of different like loft type housing, where like it's just a big room, and that that several people are all living in, and then there's like a communal bathroom, um, kind of. A place where travelers who are only going to stay for a little while and then are moving on to another precinct would really stay. Okay. Um, I am just going to shout as loud as I can. Lev! Lev, are you here? Roll me a d20. Uh, Actually, roll me a performance. Because I'm assuming that you're trying to make sure your voice carries. Oh, yeah. 25. All right. Uh, 
you get to the second lev are you here and you, you see that uh, a door opens up and lev walks out oh um hey man like what's what's good hey we, we chat yeah come on in all right uh, you follow him inside, and when you walk inside, you see Bev laying on a bed, uh, kind of across the room from where you walk in. Uh, looks like she is, is or was bleeding profusely where she's laying. Um, she looks like she's just laying there and just kind of breathing softly. Uh, and as you walk inside and Lev closes the door behind you, uh, out from the shadows, you see step a very familiar face to you. A I assume it's light. A face that you've only seen one time before. A tabaxi face. Yep. And when his eyes meet yours, he says, Hello, Nix. Hey. I, that's where we're going to end it today. I'm like fighting down the fear, but this was my goal anyway, so. Uh, and that's where we're going to end it today. So, yeah, you have uh, officially... Uh, with the worst nightmare of your entire life, stepped foot into a closed door room with uh, agile light. Very good. <laughs> that was the tabaxi that fought, wasn't it? That's my guess. Mm-hmm.